that's that's the fuck hole. <laughs> <laughs> but no one realized the fuck hole that Count Chocula had been turning that milk chocolatey with. Twist part. Hello and welcome to Mark of the Slaughter Spectre, Ramjack the Emboldened. Good evening, Ramjack listeners. Welcome to Ramjack. I'm Alex. Joining me today in the studio, as always, is my co-host Brad. Hey! Happy holidays! Happy holidays! Happy holidays! Hey guys, it's spook time. Spooktacular, Red Jack. Guys, we hope you've been enjoying the holiday season so far. Indeed. And... We hope that... you're listening to this before Halloween's over. Ooh. Ah. It's going to be close. Well, I think a lot of people are actually having Halloween parties the weekend after Halloween because True. it falls so close to Guys, the Halloween, weekend. Halloween always lives in your heart. It really does. So whenever you get this, whenever you listen to it, just know... Spooky, scary <laughs> monsters! Tap into the dark recesses of your heart. Mm-hmm. The heart within the heart, but like the darkest corner. Heart! And enjoy enjoy the holiday. Me and Brad hope you do. We hope. Brad, it's no... I'm pretty sure listeners realize this now. You are about to be moving to a new chapter in your life. I am. You are about to vacay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm heading the south for the winter. Yes, to, Ar- to Florida. Orlando, yes. Florida. Indeed. That's a generic enough place. No one knows where you're... Orlando, Florida. Yes. And... There's a lot of things happening in Orlando, Florida. Um, I looked at WESH Orlando, which is one of the local news outlets that is in a Fox outlet. All right. It's like Fox News. Seriously. And they have aggregated weird national news, and I appreciate that, because I, I think there's a news channel in Florida that gravitates to the stories that we kind of gravitate to as mm-hmm. a Ramjack mm-hmm. um, podcast. Sure. And I think you should, this is the definitely the news channel you should watch. All right. And let me tell you some of the crazy stories that they've aggregated, because they're nuts. All right. Um, everyone likes a good entrapment story, right? Sure. I mean, I love my bait cars. In Southern California, members of the lake, a member of the Lake Elsinore Police Department, dressed up as a chicken. As nice. Part, <laughs> dressed up as a chicken as part of a crackdown aimed at drivers who don't yield to pedestrians in crosswalks. Okay. All right. Good news. The chicken crossed the road using crosswalks at five different locations as other officers watched from nearby. In total, police cited 31 drivers for failing to yield to a pedestrian in a crosswalk and another for speeding. Whoa. Even though the decoy was wearing a bright yellow costume dressed as a chicken, most drivers stated they didn't see him crossing the road. What the fuck? In the middle of the crosswalk. Yikes. The crackdown was widely publicized with local drivers being warned about the sting ahead of time. So these people... So they knew, like, hey, heads up, um, we're going to be watching you to see if you try to run down pedestrians. Giant chicken crossing the road. What? What? I didn't see anything. I didn't see him. I don't know what that's about. What kind of road blindness is going on? Um, just they, so they couldn't, you know, they couldn't not run down a pedestrian for for the t- duration of the sting. We're gonna have a policeman walk across crosswalks dressed as a chicken during moments when you're supposed to yield to pedestrians. Don't hit him. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. No worries, no worries, no worries, no worries. Oh yeah, we got it. <laughs> um, <laughs> on the phone chatting with friends, and then he said, and the, thump thump. Like, how did chicken you Chicken not... down! Chicken down! Well, first off, entrapment... Winner, winner, chicken dinner! <laughs> entrapment is weird. I mean, sure. obviously, in all forms. But the fact they had someone crossing the road in a chicken costume, were they scared of the chicken costume? Like, did they swerve to miss them? Fucking chicken. 
Like, I want to know what yielding to a pedestrian in a crosswalk means. I'm assuming it means the light changed and the pedestrian, or this chicken, had a walk sign that said it's safe for you to walk. And mm-hmm. as they were walking, people disregarded it. That sounds like my life. But 31 people? Dude, that's a lot of people. People don't give a fuck about pedestrians. I guess they don't. Like, that's just, it's open season. I also love they caught one guy for speeding. Just straight up speeding. Yeeks. How unlucky is that dude? He Seriously. probably yielded to this chicken, and the p- chicken just pulled out a gun <laughs> with a badge. Just like, you're under arrest. Definitely. Where were the other police hiding? Like, in the bushes? Like, I want to be someone posted up in, like, a lawn chair. Like, I really hope they publicized this and sold seats at, like, a coffee yeah. cafes around so you could watch them, like, catch John people. John Quinones pops out. So what were you doing? What were you hitting? You, you saw the chicken, didn't you? Oh, I'm no. sorry. I didn't I, see him. I didn't see him. You didn't see him. You didn't see someone in a chicken costume walk across the road? Did someone walk across the road? I had no idea. It's been one of those rough days for me. I haven't had my coffee yet. Sorry. Missed it. Didn't see it. Wasn't we, looking. We told everyone in the... No I'm sorry, I, got chicken, I got chicken blinders. Sorry. I don't see chickens. In Arizona, a man was arrested by police uh, for selling a stranger's home on Craigslist. Nice. <laughs> nice. Is this your house? Mm-hmm. You're interested in buying? Get interested in buying your house. Oh, you're interested in buying the house? Well, I'm interested. In, yeah, I'm interested in buying your house. The house. Yeah, your house. The house. 35-year-old John David Sebberling has been charged with theft and fraudulent scheming, according uh, to the police department. A couple gave him a $3,000 down payment on a lease-to-own home in Golden Valley. They're in a Nevada state line. Wow. When the couple discovered the keys he gave them didn't work on the house. Awesome. Uh, they reached out to the owner listed on the lease agreement, which was a completely different person than John. And they said, oh, I'm sorry, the house isn't for sale. But we just gave you $3,000. I don't know what you're talking about. My house isn't for sale. Wow. That's pretty badass. Um, he was arrested Sunday while loading a U-Haul trailer, obviously trying to get the hell out of uh, Arizona. Nice. And he remains in custody on a $5,000 bond. Awesome. <laughs> 2000 more than he got from them oh in the agreement. Who thinks that's on the up and up? $3,000 for a house? I mean, I know the economy was sh- it has been shitty for a while, and that houses are nothing now. Like, you can buy a $100,000 house for, like, nothing now. Yeah. But $3,000 down well, you know, On a car, a, maybe. Not on a house. Well, you know, it's a good deal on a house. You know, it's a great deal. Why? I mean, you gotta jump at that. It's on the border of Nevada and Arizona. Can I see the inside? Um, no. 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 Well, could you just give me a tour? Ah, busy day. But, uh, okay, well, when can I see the house? Well, after you own it, of course. When look, you move in. Look, I got a lot of people wanting to get this house. We all know houses open and close in this market so fast. Mm-hmm. $3,000 is worth the gamble, right? Well, I mean, it's a good deal for the house, I guess. Honey, we've been waiting for a house like this. Well, what, did you say there's a yard? Oh, there's a yard. Oh, two yards. What? Yeah, there's Double a Dukes. front yard and backyard. Yeah, front yard and backyard. Aren't those included different things? Some houses will give you the front yard. Some will give you a backyard. And this $3,000 down payment steal, mm-hmm. I give you both. Sold. Done. Take my money. And you're welcome. Satched. Make it out to John. <laughs> Make it out to John Smith. All right. Laughed all the way to the bank. Definitely. Cash this check. Why in the subject line? Not subject line, but like on the, uh, I guess, what in line is that? Where they tell the you? memo line? The memo line. Why does it say to house down payment? Hmm. Who knows? Eh. Why does it say to house scheme? 
No. Oh. They must have misspelled it. It's supposed it's to say schematics. House. schematics. Well, I, I, it was supposed to say a house dream. House dream. That's it. That's it. Yeah, good one. Yeah, it says house dream. <laughs> good one. Yeah, that, that's it. That's a good one. And remember, Amjack, man is the warmest place to hide. Now, Brad, I'm kind of interested in what you think about this story. So we all know, you know what twerking, twerking is, right? It's been in the media a lot. Vaguely. Um, it's a it's a type of quote-unquote dance. It's very sexualized. It's kind of hard to explain, I guess. But, I mean, you've seen music videos, right? Of course, obviously. I mean, there's you know, one, if there's one thing I know, it's current music and music trends. A high school in Lacey, Washington, has made students and their parents sign an agreement stating students will not twerk, lap dance, or otherwise look like have, they're having sex on the dance floor during school-sanctioned events. Why? I... Get over it. Listen, you old fogies. Calm the fuck down. Kids are, kids are gonna fuck, and they're gonna dance. Let them do it on the dance floor. Yeah. How about, contract outlines various examples of inappropriate dancing, as well as consequences that will incur following a student's Ugh. violation. Punishments range from a warning to removal from a dance and ban on future dances. Oh, why you gotta be such a square point, Dexter? Let's Seriously. Relax. Hey, Lacey Washington. Chill. Yeah. As long as nobody's getting a disease or pregnant, I think kids are A-OK. Knock yourselves out. Agreed. Yeah. Like, why would you want to stifle that? It's stupid. It's stupid. No gangbangs in the school bathroom. There, that's the rule. That's the rule. All right, Brad, in closing of our current news, I'm going to take you right down to Orange County, Florida, which right. is Orlando. All right, all right. Um, where Orange County deputies are searching for a person who robbed a Pizza Hut delivery driver overnight. Oh, boy. Brad, this is breaking news as breaking of two days. Oh, gosh. Are they going to catch him by the time I get down there tomorrow night? I don't know, but you need to be on the lookout for oh, people fuck. driving around. Oh, fuck. Um, if someone, like, doesn't, that violates the crosswalk or yielding to possessions in a Pizza Hut car, you're pretty much, oh, those are criminals. Man, those are people running Definitely. away from the scene. Definitely. Officials said the driver uh, was on a certain road in Central Florida uh, when he was robbed of his pizza and car. The pizza and the car? You monsters, at least leave him the pizza eat on the side of the road. White Toyota Camry, temporary license tag. What kind of pizza, though? With a Pizza Hut sign on the top. But what kind of pizza? Doesn't go any detail on the well, pizza. Well, how am I supposed to know if I've got the right car? What if I find a car with a pizza in it, but it's the wrong pizza? Uh, yeah, did you have a white Camry with a pepperoni? Uh, no, I had a white Camry with a sausage. My uh, mistake. Our, our apologies, sir. Sorry, wrong car. Embarrassing. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. What kind of toppings are you rocking? I gotta know. Do you think that the guy was just so like? Is a Hawaiian pizza they... more likely to be stolen than than a pepperoni pizza? Hmm. I would think not. Michael, when I first read it, I just assumed that they had stole the pizza first, and they're like, "Well, hey, wait, give me your car too." Like well, the mean, pizza was the main. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously they're hungry, but then they realize, "Oh man, I gotta get back all the way to my place. Ooh, I better steal the car too." Give me all your pizza. This is a nice camera. What year is this? This pizza's hot. Oh, hot. I, 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 I can't. I can't hold it. I can't hold it. I gotta transport this. Up. Give me the car too. What? But, Give me your car. I gotta find a way to get this pizza home somehow. Well, I... Uh, could you just take my bike? You got a bike? <laughs> Why didn't you say so? Yeah, just give me your bike. But you gotta be honest with thieves. Yeah, let them know. Let them know what you're working with. They won't thieve everything, probably. Because at that point, need. at that point, you have the bike and the car, and they're gonna take one of them, but yeah. they're gonna take both. Right. Just tell them. Let them know. Hey, don't take my car. Take my bike instead. Or do you think they stole the car because the pizza was not good? Oh, like... Like it was some kind oh, of lame awesome gross. pizza. Huh? What is this? this is some fucking Hawaiian bullshit? I do not want pineapple on my... Fuck this. Give me the car. Give me the fucking car. I gotta sell the car so I can go get a pizza now. 
I was going to let you go. I was just going to take your pizza and then let you go, sir. But you've served me pineapple Ugh. on a za, which I think is totally wrong. Oh, okay, olive and pizza. Oh, is it what? Olive and tomato? Gross. Olives? Who ordered this shit? Hey, get out of your car. I don't want black olives and... Gross. Give me the car. I gotta go. I gotta go get to a reputable pizza place now. Do you have one that's like half pep? I just need something to get oh, the taste something. out of my mouth. <laughs> Cheese, plain. It's a front on pizza. Fuck this shit. Boring. Give me the Camry. I'll take the Camry. I will take the Camry now, sir. Could have kept it. Just had to have the right kind of pizza. <laughs> I get it. All right. Be careful. Always be carrying pizza that everyone will want to mm-hmm. eat. Right. The dessert pizza. What is wrong with you? Who orders these? This isn't a dessert. Ugh. This is weird, Brad, admittedly. Sure it is. But I guess people need this. Mm-hmm. A British company has invented a new line of underwear. Okay. Um, people do need that. Shreddies. Boo. That is the name. Gross. They are located in They're made Lancaster. of shredded wheat. Yeah. <laughs> They're made of shredded wheat. They're edible underwear. Ugh. Promise to trap and neutralize the smell of flatulence through a highly absorbent carbon cloth woven into the back panel of their new underwear line. Gross. The fabric, uh, called Zorflex, is used in chemical warfare suits and is said to be able to filter out odors 200 times stronger than the average human flatulence. The cloth is reactivated when you wash it. That's weird. It is weird, and you're like, why? That's just gross, until you find out the reason why, Brad. Okay. Originally designed for people who suffer digestive disorders. Okay. Um, which makes sense, because I guess those people maybe... They have serious issues. Yeah, but of there was a viral video advertising it, and since then orders have skyrocketed by four hundred percent. Yikes! That's upsetting. Um, what else is weird is Americans are making up the majority of sales. Oh boy, we got a lot of gross people in America. The underwear is about forty to fifty dollars a piece. Yikes! But two hundred times stronger? That's pretty crazy. I mean, I guess in smell tech, that's kind of great. Sure, but that's weird. I mean, I guess it beats the alternative, but still. In a small town called Bar Bacos, Colombia, women were fed up with the condition of the main road leading into town. Just the women? Just the women. All right. That's important. All right. The men were like, yeah, this road's fine. We were like, fuck this shit. This road's terrible. This road is in terrible condition. Okay. Said locals. So bad that it takes about 12 to 14 hours to get to the nearest hospital on this road because the road is basically, I guess, dirt. 12 to 14 hours? That's a day. You're dead in a second. Um, 12 people have died on the road trying to get to a hospital. What the hell? Where the hell is this? Pregnant in Colombia. Okay, alright. Barbacos, Colombia. Okay. 12 people have died. Pregnant women have died in the back of ambulances trying to give birth on the way, giving birth on the way to the hospital. Because how does that even work? I think I have some contractions. Let's go ahead and start on the road to the hospital. Oh, man. Because it's going to take us 12 to 14 hours. What's the extra two hours? Are, are there, like, migrations or, like, floods? Like, oh. what the fuck? The women had enough, Brad. The women went on a sex strike. They've tried it before, and it didn't work. But Ooh. this time it worked. And now, the Army Corps of Engineers have been called in to fix the road. Make it awesome. Nice. Why didn't the men give a fuck about the road? That I don't know. But I think maybe... I mean, who knows? My question is, why did a sex strike get the men to want to do it? 
that's I don't understand why the men are so like just the women got together and weren't gonna have sex until someone fixes this fucking road. And the guys, I guess, went to the Army Corps of Engineers and were like, dude. Guys, come on, dude, come on. Dude, Seriously. Come on, man. We need this road fixed. Dude, we need this road fixed. Immediately. Um I don't know what else I that. Other than that. Sex strikes get stuff done sometimes. They'll take a road and fix it, maybe. That's weird. I still, like, why do you think, because it doesn't say in the story, guys were against having the road fixed. That's that's the bigger question. That's the bigger question. Like, these guys like, oh, God, I don't want a kid. I don't want a kid. Hey, if, it was, hey, if she gets pregnant, hey, if she dies, she dies. Like, I ain't, you know, what am I, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? It's 14 hours on the road. What can I, what, hey, it's not my fault if she dies waiting to get to the hospital. Like, are they opposed to foreigners? Like, I don't understand. Why, who wouldn't want a road? I mean, isn't that what made America great back in the day? Was that we had huge civil projects to build roads everywhere and interstates? Yeah, I mean, that opened start, everything up. Just start building the road yourself. Like, <laughs> come on, if 14 hours to a hospital? That's insane. Like, just build a new road. Yeah. Build the bridge, build anything. It's better than whatever the hell this 14 hours on a road is. Could they just need vehicles? Build a train, for crying out loud. Do something. That's weird. Build a rope swing. Fuck, anything is better than 14 hours on a trebuchet with a parachute. Yeah, just to fucking catapult me over to the hospital. Catapult me up. I'll engage uh, a hang glider, and we'll just go on. A zip line. We're going to build a tower and a zip line to the latest, to the... It's got to be better than... the nearest city. Than this fucking road. Oh, the zip line string is taut. Someone's coming in. Fast. It'll take about an hour to get here on the zip line. <laughs> in other news, uh, in we like to call it our, it's our, it's our old-fashioned bullet train. You take an elevator to the top. It's like, what, the size of a, si- a skyscraper? And you get into the zip line car. <laughs> and it is a thrill ride for a solid hour. I don't know how you would stop a zipline at that point. You get lucky. You get lucky. I, I I think that's what... Okay, so we've solved that problem. Definitely. Fuck the roads. Build a zipline. Zipline. Super zipline tech. Uh, speaking of couples on roads, mm-hmm. they did some research, oddly enough, and it turns out that when people are walking together in packs, as people tend to do, men will slow down to keep pace with women sure. when they're walking. All right. Um, on average, men tend to have a, I guess, a quicker gait than women. Like, they walk faster. That could be from height disparity. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But they, they tend to have a quicker pace than most women. So I guess they were curious when people were doing speed walks or doing things together, who set the pace. And outside of a relationship, I guess it's whoever's the quickest with guys. Because in a relationship, like I said, men will slow down to keep pace with whatever woman they're in relationship with. Or whatever person, I'm assuming if it was also a dude. Like, I don't think um, homo or heterosexual matters in this. If you like someone, Brad, you will slow down to keep pace with them. Hey, Hey, do you want to know the quickest way to know if that person that you've been crushing on likes you? Go for a walk. How fast are they walking? How fast are they walking when you're with them? Are you keeping pace with them? Or are you? Are they keeping pace with you? Mm. If you go out on, a, let's just walk around the block. Take take like if you've just started dating someone and you think it might be getting serious, go on a walk with them. Defo. Do they keep pace with you? Then it might be love. Because if you're not in a relationship, dudes don't give a fuck. If it's just your friends, mm-mm. in the study, guys kept the same pace. Like, bitch, pick up. You're slowing us down. Indeed. But if if they're dating Brad, if they're... If it's real, if, if it's it is Tinder. Tinder, 
They'll be like, hey, bitch, I'm slowing down. Hey, bitch, here's my heart. Hey, my heart, here it is. I'm slowing down for you. I'm slowing my heart for you. I'm dying for you. I'm dying for you. I'm dead. Babe, where do you want to go? I'm dead for you. Hey, lead I'm the way. Dead. Um, Katy Perry may be a witch, Brad. Oh, what? What? In hey. this season of The Witch? In the season of The Witch, certain things have come to light about Katy Perry. Oh, God, what has she done? Okay, apparently. Who has she turned into a frog? Well, we don't know if she's turning into a frog yet. Did she try to turn Russell Brand into a frog? I will punch that bitch if she tries to turn Russell Brand into a frog. He, he deserves better than her. I'm so glad they're not together anymore. Fucking witch. Always trying to turn him into a frog. It's inappropriate. Um, Katy Perry had a recent <laughs> interview with a magazine about her new album called Prism. Mm -hmm. Whatever, I know you don't care. <laughs> but they were asking her questions like... It's, it's all about NSA spying. Yeah. Just to let you know, Katy Perry is 28 years old. Um, and they asked her randomly, just like, what do you keep in your purse? Like, I guess that's one of those weird celebrity things, like, what's your favorite color? And, like, what books would you keep on a desert island? Like, what's in your purse? What do you keep in your purse? And Katie said, oh, it's just big and empty right now. But then she paused for a second before they started asking, like, space for them to ask another question. But before they could start to ask, she said, oh, but this is cool. Listen to this. So, when she went to the Grammys... This is like an afterthought. This is like, oh, yeah, yeah. Sign, nothing. Oh, except oh, for... I just cleaned it out. I, I did keep um, locks of hair of celebrities in my purse for a while. A what? Yeah, when she went to the Grammys, Miley Cyrus and Taylor Swift were there. This was like when first Katy Perry was a big deal. And she asked them, hey, can I get a little lock of your hair? And they probably looked at each other and thought, what? But they did. They gave her little locks. They gave their, her locks of their hair. And then Katy Perry, to quote her, I put little bows on them individually and put them in my purse. That was my little secret. And I'm a freak. And that's a quote from her. Um, to which afterwards, she laughed. So let me reread that in dramatic reading of how Katy Perry do. read that. I put little bows on them individually and put them in my purse. And that was my little secret. I'm a freak. <laughs> witch. She's a witch. Why would you keep locks of hair of someone she, in your purse? May, she's either making potions or she's cloning. She's cloning oh, other celebrities. Cloning them? But Miley Cyrus and Taylor Swift? I mean, Taylor Swift used to be the project child of Ramjack. Sure. All love to her. I hope she finds what she's looking for. Right. But Miley Cyrus? Mm. Miley Cyrus? With like... Miley Cyrus? Little aspirations? Can't stop, won't stop. I'm Miley Cyrus. Why do people keep locks of people's hair? I don't know. Do, do you know the history of that? I know it used to be a that's thing, like a, That's right? an old-timey thing, yeah. But like, Maybe keep a lock of your hair. I mean, I think it's less weird than autographs. I think autographs are super weird. Yeah, autographs are weird. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want somebody to, to write their name on something. Why? They signed it with their name. All right. It's their name, Brad. It is my name. It is my name. Yeah, I don't know what autographs are for. That's stupid. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to call anyone out for getting autographs, but at the same time, guys, really, yeah, autographs, weird, whatever. Like, if you want to meet a celebrity, have your photo taken with them, okay? Sure. I, I, then it's like a little moment. Hey, look, I have my picture being with somebody. Still kind of weird because it's just you standing next to somebody. I would rather have a personal message from someone. Yeah. Like, if we ever did anything for the show and like gave stuff to fans or whatever, I would want us to do a photo shoot, mm -hmm. and I want us to have like awesome vintage '80s clothes. Like, mm -hmm. maybe we're channeling a show or movie we just right, watched. Right. And then on the back, I would want us to write a personal message to them. Like, almost like a yearbook signing, like, at the top. Yeah. Hey, so-and-so. Have a great have summer. Have a great summer. Have a great summer. Your friend, Ramjack. Missed you in volleyball. Well, missed you in volleyball. Um, hope you have a super rad summer. Um, P.S. Stay the fuck away from my girlfriend. What? You at all.
See, that means more than a than an autograph. Right. That's just stupid. We have um, a threat. I would rather have a threat than an autograph. I want people. I want celebrities to threaten me. That's what I would like to collect. I'm going to record different celebrities threatening me. Eight hundred and seventy thousand Toyotas recalled due to spider-related problems. What? Yep. What are you talking about? How can there be spider-related problems in cars? Cars do not have spiders. There's no onboard spider feature. Well, this is terrifying in the fact that I don't think this is isolated to this type of Toyota car. This makes me think that spiders may be in our cars, and it's just that this Toyota model doesn't have enough spider protection. Because here's the problem, Brad. Webs Mm -hmm. from spiders can create blockages in draining tubes. Coming from the air conditioner. What are spiders doing in the air conditioners? That's a good question. That can This can cause water to drip down into the airbag control module in this particular car, which why is that running through an airbag control module? I have no fucking idea. Air conditioners should not be attached to, to airbags. Just because they have air in the title does not mean they need to be on the same system. That's not how cars should be engineered. Toyota, what are you Well, doing? the air things go here. We got the, we got the, they got the airbags and the air conditioning and the... Uh, okay, all the air things go here. And the airlock. And the what? What are you? Huh? Once it short circuits, this can cause the airbag warning light to light up on the dashboard, and it could even cause a driver's side airbag to deploy. And then when it deploys, it's just full of spiders. And then the spiders are. <laughs> that's the spiders in game. They're in there. Guys, my, my airbags deployed, and it, and it was and it, it was pulsating, and I couldn't understand. Get out of the car! Get out of the car! Why? Ah, spiders! <laughs> ah, they're everywhere! <laughs> they're in my mouth. Oh my god. Oh my god, it wasn't my mouth. It's in my mouth. I love that you're going singular spider. No, this is spider. There's one in my ear. It's in my ear. Get out of my ear. It's my face. This is my clothes. This is my. As you're having a panic attack as the spiders attack you, at the same time, this can also cause the loss of power steering. I can't drive! Look at the spears! There's spiders in my mouth! (laughs) See, have you seen there's there's a there's kind of a viral video happening, and I don't remember if it was on Vine or something, where someone is is driving and it's it's a bridge that goes over, but there's two lanes, but the bridges are separated on the interstate. Um, so there's space between both bridges on the interstate bridge. And there's a car that's driving with someone in, like, I guess the median part. Uh-huh. And when it hits where the bridge is, it pops a wheelie off of the mound and flies and just goes into the recess of the bridge between the two. Now, my question is, why the fuck is that happening? Someone committing suicide? What's going on? Now I'm thinking oh, they were in a car when the airbag exploded in spiders. And, and they were like, I've got to save everyone on the road. I'm just going to have to jump off this bridge. Uh, that person was a hero. Spider hero. Because spiders erupted. Uh, um, this brings a lot of questions. First off, people have to be aware that insects are going to get into your car. That is terrifying. Guys. Why isn't there uh, wires on everything that tries to enter your car? Why don't we have grills over everything? Yeah. Are spiders getting in our exhaust? I hope it kills them. Or is it making mutant spiders oh, that live fuck. in your exhaust pipes? <laughs> so... Yeah, they're getting into drainage tubes, tiny insects, and just making spider webs. Can't. can't That's nuts! Can't do it. Like, how? That is weird! They are everywhere. Insects will find a way. I've got so much power to give you, Ramjack. All you have to do is bang you. Alright, Brad, this is both terrifying and hopeful for those who may be afraid. This time not of spiders, but of robots. 
All right. All we right. have cannons in the sky. There's spiders in all of our cars. We can Ooh. only assume. That's why I don't have a car. That's why you should never have a car. I may never have a car now. Spiders don't get on bikes. Though when I was a kid, I used to be terrified that a spider would be underneath my seat. Oof. And like when I was riding, it would like crawl on me. Because I think that did happen to me once. Oh, well, luckily, I, like, oh, I, I've no. never learned to ride a bicycle, so I don't have to worry about that. Again, since summer camp and actually being out in nature where there are giant insects, spiders don't bother me as much anymore. I was actually at dinner, well, not dinner, but at lunch at work because we did like some kind of weird team lunch or whatever. And we went to eat outside on a deck. Gross. And I looked down and there was a giant spider on me crawling oh. across my shirt. Because I guess it came off the chair or something because we were outside. And I didn't freak out and go like, and like start like trying to brush it off. I looked down and I just slightly brushed it off. But it was big. Like, but it didn't scare me. I was like, oh, a spider. That being said, I was, um... Inebriated. No, I was fully aware. Um, so normally I don't get scared by spiders, except when I can't see them. Mm-hmm. And let me explain. Um... I was over at the house of a girl I'm de- dating. Sharon, if you're listening, hi. And Hey, how's it going? Hey! What's up? She's actually in our studio audience while we were recording the Baywatch Nights f- stuff. So, again, shout out. Thanks for coming over. Um, we were at her house, and we were in her living room. Uh, all the lights were out. We just watched a movie. And we saw a bright flash outside the window. Mm-hmm. And at first, we thought, that flash was super bright. Was there someone, like, at her window, like, taking pictures inside? Because that's weird. Scary. But the way that it lit and the angle, I thought, that's kind of impossible. Mm-hmm. So we went outside to investigate. And there's no way, because she has, like, a deck on her back porch that's, like, off the ground. So no one's climbing on that. Unless they're, like, a crazy murderer. Yeah. Um, so my first thought was it was either a flash, which that didn't happen. We didn't hear anything on the back porch, and we would have. Or it was an asteroid that flashed in the sky. I didn't realize that it could be a faulty test from a Japanese mm-hmm. um, missile yep. satellite. But who knows? But it was well documented that it actually was an asteroid that entered the atmosphere and, like, was super bright. So it was awesome that I was able to be like, I bet it might have been an asteroid. And it was right. Because that's awesome. Because, like, that's something that we can do. And I, it made me think a lot about, like, how olden times people must have, like, seen that and been totally terrified at night. Definitely. I say all that to say we did some investigating outside. And how we know it was that for sure, besides the stories the next day, is that we tried to get on her back porch. And when I walked onto the porch, I felt a spider web on my arm and Oof. thought... It's a little spider web, no big deal. Until I kept walking and the spider web covered all of my body and I was terrified. I felt it on my arm, walked, and then felt it on my face and I could feel tension on my shirt. And I thought, fuck, what the fuck did I just walk into? Oh, fuck. Space spiders. Basically, it was a space spider. It was a space spider invasion. It came, came down on the asteroid. I've been feeling really spider. weird since then. Like, mm-hmm. just very like you're, like you're full of spider eggs? Well, more like I'm just feeling weird. Mm. I mean, yeah, I've been having weird... Like, my muscles have been pulsating recently, mm. yeah. so I don't know what that's about. Your body is full of space it's spiders. full of space spiders. It's going to start tingling, and then you're going to explode with spice spiders. But I lost it, because all I could think of, why is a spider web so huge? And Ooh. a big spider web is only big spiders. Ooh. So I thought, there's a big spider on me, and I can't see it so if it's on me I can't really brush it off because it's pitch black outside so I was just like like gross trying to just like set yourself on fire <laughs> I didn't have a lighter so I could set myself it's on fire an so I tried to just like move my clothes around and like 
But then we went to like the front porch and turned the light on and, and she, she checked me for spiders and there wasn't a spider, thankfully. As far but as I was know, terrified. Except that it's already crawled in and it's like living in your brain. It's it just crawled in my nostrils living in your there. nostril. It's like living in your brain laying spider eggs up in your skull. It could be. You're going to wake up and spiders are going to be pouring out of your ears and nose and mouth. They're going to be crawling out of your eye sockets. What is the statistic? Like you eat like 10 or 12 spiders? That's what people say. I think that's bullshit. I hope it's bullshit. Like, how, how was that even possibly... Where did that number come from? I don't, Dude, I don't know, but insects get everywhere. Ugh, never. If I, if, if I ate a spider in the night, I would I would wake up dead. Like, it's, it's not going to happen. I told you about that one spider on my pillow as a kid. Ugh. Did I not tell you? Surely I've told so. you this. I was going to sleep, and I had the lamp on, thankfully. And I was just like, ah! And this was a time when I was a kid and, like, slept on my stomach. Uh-huh. Um, I don't do that much anymore at all. Um, but I was sleeping on my stomach and I had my, my chin on the pillow laying flat. And I had a pillow on top of my head and a pillow, like, below for, like, padding. Because I was a weird kid, I guess. Right. Um, straight up weirdo. Yeah, straight up weirdo. So I, I'm, going to sleep. I have a, I'm going to sleep with my head sandwiched between these two pillows. Mm-hmm. And I look at the wall, because I can see in my little pillow cubby, the wall and a shadow. And it is a spider. And I can see the shadow of my pillow, and I see a spider crawling over it, and it looks huge because of the angle of the lamp. I flip the fuck out. I, like, um, immediately, just almost like a like an ejection bed thing, Zoop. <laughs> I go out the bottom of the bed, like, no thank you! Just go out the bottom, like, crawl out, leave the pillow the way it is. When I get up, I, as I get up, stand up, and turn the, the large light on instead of the lamp, I can just see this giant spider crawling over and underneath my pillow. We found it, and it was huge, and we killed it. Terrifying. Fuck that shit. So it doesn't surprise me that we've that we may have eaten ten or twelve spiders over no, our lifetime. No, 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 no. And someone who's been outside and camped, obviously. I mean, I may have eaten spiders just riding a bike around and no, they go in your mouth. No, 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 no. no. I, I do remember like one time as a kid, like I had I had uh, the lamp because um, I had like a I had like a floor lamp next to my bed, and like you know it's one of those where it swings out, and like the lamp would like, and I just remember like waking up. And the lamp went by itself, sling out because well, you like, lived in a haunted house. No, like it was it was on a pole, and then like it would it would extend out. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, would, I was reading, um, went to sleep, <gasps> woke up, and, like, from, like, the extension comes down a little spider, like, inches from me, and I just happened to, like, wake up, like, <laughs> I've seen that, because there are little spiders that will just descend anywhere. I've, I've been in rooms and, like, in business and, like, meetings or, like, in the kitchen not too long ago this happened. I'll be standing there and I'll look across the room and my eyes will refocus because... I guess I just pay attention to my surroundings. And I'll just focus, because in the middle of the room, a spider has descended from the ceiling, like from a ceiling Ugh. fan. I mean, it's tiny. It's not going to hurt Listen, you. Listen, you asshole spiders. Stay to your own world. But those are the ones I just noticed. How many spiders do we run into just that are just around? Just everywhere. Dude, I mean, stay in their own world. They are in their own world. No. You're in my world. Stay out of my world. This is, if this I is can Brad's see, world. Listen, if I can see you, you've lost. All right? You've lost, Spider, because you're going to be murdered. Brad's playing a game with the spiders of the world. I will get a can of hairspray and a lighter. I will torture your ass. I don't give a fuck. I'll destroy the whole house. You're not going to live in my world. You better stay to the shadows where you belong, because if I see you, it's murder time. Fuck you, spiders. Guys, uh... You know, we, we had a lot of auditions for some for for our monster for our monster serial reading. A lot Wonderful of auditions. A lot of great talent out there. A lot of great talent out there. But I think really when it came to I think down I think we went with the the best people, uh, the best performances, um, some people that really understood the characters and understood the role. Uh, we went with ourselves. Yeah. Uh, 
Because, I mean, we're just really good at this. So, you know. So thanks for everyone who... Uh, I mean, you know, really, it really... really made a wonderfully strong yeah, everyone, show. everyone really and tried. I'm sure next year we'll need more voice actors. Sure. You know? And I mean, I, did, did we know in the beginning it was going to be us? We probably assume. I mean... But we like to see what other people can try. We like to give them a chance. You know, make them feel like they're really putting in their... Two- but really when it comes down to it, I mean, come on. Come on. I mean, I think... I think the product will speak for itself. I think so. I think the story itself... So again... Thanks. Yes, thank you. Nice try. Thank you very much. <laughs> Maybe better luck next time. Next, I mean, stomach uh, yes. game next time. You have the entire year to get working on your voice acting. Yeah, yeah just like just, uh, maybe maybe go back go back to the, go back to to your to your character clinics. You know, start start seeing like what you can pull from your life. What kind of what kind of voices have you heard? What kind of what kind of character? You know, I want you to really get into some viewpoints and start thinking about characters because in the future we may have another audition and maybe we might consider pretending to use people again. That being said, I would like to thank uh, General Mills for making the monster cereals a yes, thing. Yes, absolutely. For bringing back Fruit Root and Yummy Mummy for mm-hmm. this wonderful holiday season. Mm-hmm. And I can't say thank you enough, so let the, I guess, what do we call this? Let the dramatic reading be our thank you, Brad? Yes. To them? For all of you guys audition, thank you so much. And our, our gift to you is hearing us instead of you. You're welcome. You're welcome. You are very welcome. You are the most welcome. Good evening, bad boys and bad girls. Ramjack presents Strange Things Happen Once in a Fruity Moon. One strange evening at the General Mills Fortress of Marshmallow Horrors, the monsters came together for a midnight snack by the light of a rare fruity moon, when suddenly they heard a faint howl. Reluctantly, they went to investigate, unsure of what sort of prowler might be hiding within the depths of the fortress. Yikes. What was that? Quick, come back. Quick, to the dungeon. Shh. I think the light may have awakened something in there. Hold on, guys. It's been years. Hurry, run back upstairs. Oh, oh, no! We're oh, no. trapped! What do they want with us? But it was in fact not a pair of ne'er-do-wells with villainous intent, but in fact, their old acquaintances, the Fruit Brute and Yummy Mummy. Um, can I borrow some milk? Yes, and I can really use a spoon for mine, a little dusty. Finally reunited with their long-lost companions, they settled down to enjoy their respective cereals. But it seemed the dark hand of fate would strike again once they realized there is not enough milk to go around. There's only enough for one bowl. Who gets it? To be frank, my strawberry-flavored cereal deserves the last bowl. Big hairy deal. I'm ready to wolf this down right now. But mine's a rare treasure that hasn't been touched in years. I want to turn that into Hmm. I'm afraid it's time for me to disappear with this. But as they continued to quarrel, little did they realize that a pesky rat had already gnawed a corner of the carton, and the gluttonous rodent was greedily ingesting the all-too-scarce substance, leaving milk for none. The monster cereals are back. 
For a limited time, grab all five of these scary cereals while supplies last. Hey, Hapcats, uh, we're recording live from the Greyhound Station in downtown Cincinnati. Operation Ramjack goes to Florida. Oh my god! Um, well, first and foremost, I think, um, there, I don't think we actually recorded an introduction to something very special. <laughs> we got the song recorded. Did not remember to record the introduction. Brad and I had a lot of fun recording the song, by we the way. We did. It was we a did. really good time. Absolutely. I hope you enjoy it. I hope it turned out well, because we can't hear it until it's done, but... Yes. I'm sure it did. I'm sure it's great. We, a lot. we hit all the notes. We did. So we, we hit as many of the words as we could, Jonathan. Yeah. Uh, again, thank you, Jonathan, for writing... Indeed. ...for pinning that for us. It, 95% of it worked perfectly. Mm-hmm. True. 95%. Mm. There was that five. There was, it was five. that five, Jonathan. Which you will hear probably... Hopefully we... Hey. Hey. We did our best. I will, I will also say this, Jonathan. Next time you give us a song, which of course we're going to go to Jonathan for song lyrics. Of course. Maybe also Robin because of the Hasselhoff game that we played. True. Because we're, we're going to Robin for Hasselhoff games. We're going to Pernasek for for songs about in, about uh, Perfect Strangers slash Pacific Rim. Um, but I would say that next time Jonathan does that, if he could please send us a version of him singing it, so that we know how he wanted us to sing certain yes. words, that would be amazing. Yes. Jonathan, we love you. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And enjoy. 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 You've changed, my cousin. You're different in the drift. No fear, such daring. You're confident in the drift. In memory, you're always there by my side. Like two sheep on a hillside, one Balky, one Larry. It takes two, a duo out on the sea, in the stew. When you kill kaiju, die or do. A Jaeger's only as good as the crew. It takes two of us, watch and learn. Here in America, there's a fair way to fight. Beating back the blight with a turn of the screw. It takes two. I've changed. I'm helping. I see it all in the drift. I'm no mere turnip while wrestling in the drift. Back home they'd cry or Balky's such a small fry. But you and I can tell all who doubt us to don't be ridiculous, please. But down, Dimitri, the battle's begun. We got two kaiju on our tail. That good thing Harry would say with his gun. You feel lucky, scum. If I scare, it's because I'm becoming aware of death. We will catch our breath, I need peace, taking care as a pair. We've changed, we're heroes, we're unified in the drift. Once we were zeros, now glorious in the drift. Bartokamus and Appleton cut loose. So ahoy, clear the floor for a slick dance of joy. As the two of us clear the board, with a missile, a buzzsaw, and sword. No ifs, ands, or buts, make it clear. Do not fear, we rid towns of kaiju. Chicago and Nepal, we boast too. Standing tall, he takes two.
Guys, we are here in the Greyhound station. Yes. Super spooky. Spooky. Scary monsters. On this, the week before Halloween. Oh my gosh. Brad is about to embark on the most exciting, what could be the most exciting journey of his life, adventure sure. of his life. I could become a diamond thief out there. Who knows? Brad may be thieving in Florida. I'm just saying. Tell Tammy and Dan that. Tammy and Dan, I'm certainly not going to be a diamond thief. That would be a terrible career choice. Um, but in the meantime, we have, what, an hour before you board? Yes. 40 minutes? Yeah. We are going to cover some more of the uh, spectacular monster stuff. It's very important. Make sure we cover it. Taking some um, notes mm-hmm. from the Worst Case Scenario Survival Handbook about paranormal activity. Oh, my. It's the paranormal edition. Brad, as many horror movies as you've watched, I'm almost positive you are an expert on this already. Gotta be ready. Gotta be prepared. First highlight, which I think is super important, especially given paranormal activity, Yes. is how to send a demon back to hell. Good information. First thing you want to do, Brad, mm-hmm. is invoke a more powerful spirit than that demon. Oh, well then it's just an arms race. <laughs> it really is. Most, I mean, most demons are craven, low-level spirits who will tremble at the name or image of the Taoist deity, Shuki. Oh, yeah. It's a little bit too much like Shnooki. You're just looking at it, but... <laughs> they will, they are suki. terrified of suke Of suke Of suke or Snooki. No, but that translates to the demon queller. Oh, the demon queller. Snooki the demon queller. So either evoke Snooki mm-hmm. or Snooki or the Archangel Michael. Okay. The two. Either will burn. Any of those cats. Um, brandish a picture or icon and chant the name of that more powerful spirit. Why would demons just be afraid of a demon or something? Demons are clearly, like, they're cowards. They're the worst. Like, why do they get to do anything? And that goes back to, I guess in the old times, people used to think that your name meant something as mm-hmm. far as, like, it had power over you. Right. So I guess just saying, Archangel Michael, Archangel Michael. Okay, like, okay, all right, all right, all right. are like, hey, dude, hey, dude, back off. Calm down. Calm down. That's both my Frank and Barry and also my demon for me. <laughs> Another thing to do, Brad, is just ring bells. Yes, sure, ring bells. Ancient Assyrian magical tradition and Christian mythology at that. Uh-huh. Sight bells is the means of driving off evil spirits. So, okay, these demons are so scary and spooky in all these horror movies. What they're scared of is people's names and bells. I don't think I've ever seen bells in a demonic possession movie. Oh, no, not how, the bells. How, how short would the exorcist have been if there was like a ring-a-ding-ding, ring-a-ding-ding? Yeah. Make sure your house is a doorbell. That way oh you're God. periodically being... So all you, really, all you really need to find a demon is a doorbell or some wind chimes. Yeah, and then put pictures of Suki um, or... Our Snooky. Snooky, our Snooky Stackhouse, yes. whoever. Are both. Our Archangel Michael. Are the Archangel Michael. Up on the wall. Here's another thing could, that I didn't could, know. Could you use a photo of John Travolta playing Michael in the movie Michael? Sure. That's an icon. That's an image. It's a representation. Sure. Okay, also, just so you know, bells should always be rung during storms as well, because storms represent the presence of a demon in the air. Wow. Demons are mobile, and they are circling the planet like a motherfucker. Too much. I'm sorry, can we just go back to the, the, the picture of, of John Travolta as Michael? Yeah. Could we go... Could we, use, could, we like use, could we use a photo of John Travolta on the press tour for Michael? He's not playing the character of Michael, but he is promoting Michael. Guys, we're watching cheerleaders right now in a football game that's being played right now, and I guess they're all dressed up in Halloween costumes, because I just saw a, a disturbingly hot where's Waldo. Yeah. I want to know where that Waldo where, is. Hey, Waldo. Hey, I'm, Waldo, where you at? Waldo, where you be at? I'm looking for Keep an eye out. Ring a bell. See what happens. I think it has to be distinctively Michael from... I think he has to be looking like... He's going to have the long hair and the wings and Uh, dancing. I think a dancing Travolta could also mimic that. Okay, okay, okay. Now, wait about this. What if if he's like... All right, let's say it's like John Travolta was promoting the film Michael, like on Conan. Okay. But he's still got the long hair, 
and like as a bit of a comedy sketch he's put like um, wacky comedy Halloween wings on and they're doing like a bit about him being Archangel Michael at that point a demon needs to know the difference and as long as a demon is is okay. know, I guess aware of it or thinks what it's seeing is that then it's worth okay, right, it's cool. all about the demon prison okay okay I'm sorry it's, I have a lot of questions a lot of questions I'm sure someone could also be like hey I'm John Travolta and just be like I'm Michael betrayed so by John Travolta okay so you, 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 you can impersonate you can John Travolta as Michael. Michael okay and it would still work demons are apparently not that smart that's all I need to know. If, if a picture of them can confuse them, oh, then you are definitely going to confuse them with your accent. Seriously, I don't do a good Travolta though. I can't do it. I, oh. Mine was. Yours was I think yours was better than mine would be. I don't even know what I would do. I don't even know what mine was other than like, no Travolta. Yeah, hey, you got hey Sandy, yeah. just like channeling Greece. Well, I um, killed my kid. Okay, something else you can do. Fling salt at a demon. Oh, well, really? Salt, particularly sea salt, represents a divine purity of the ocean. What about pink Himalayan? <laughs> It'll work. Okay. But sea salt's better. Okay. Okay, like I said, salt represents the divinity of the ocean, mm-hmm. which the gods of several traditions used to wash away evil. Oh. So we've learned that sea salt can disband evil across cultures. What if it's what if it's cooked into something? Because, I mean, so much of our food is so sodium-laden. I think that's why we aren't seeing demons that much anymore. And where does all salt come from, probably, besides salt mines? Mm-hmm. Sea salt. Right. Just give them a candy bar. Yeah. Give them a cheeseburger. Take them to Taco Bell. You've never seen a demon at a Taco Bell or a McDonald's. Have Too not. Too much sodium. Have not. I've seen plenty of monsters there, trust. <laughs> but I've never seen a demon. I think demons could drink Diet Coke, huh? but they couldn't drink normal Coke. Because yeah. of the sodium difference. Sure. We give them indigestion. That's probably the equivalent to hot sauce for a demon is a, a diet drink. Because there's enough sodium, but not that much. Okay. All right. I'm with you. Wear an amulet. Most yeah. spiritual traditions employ protective devices such as an amulet to ward off evil spirits. Most demons can't stand the sight of such items. Why not hate jewelry? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm with them. Like, I, you put on a crystal choker, I'll punch you in the face. <laughs> it does mention crystals here. Uh-oh. And- Chant. Employ the Gungarian chant or rhythmically chant Ave Maria. Eh, I'll pass. Burn the liver of a fish. Whoa. What about um, cod liver oil? Can I can I just can I can I throw a pill at him? Do I have to burn it? Can I put some like in a microwave? Burn it. Um, other things to do besides burning a liver. Uh, lose a demon in winding paths. Low level demons are incapable of moving. Low-level demons are capable of traveling only in a straight line and become baffled among winding paths where they can be trapped and banished. What? Wait, what? Demons, low-level demons, are capable of traveling only in straight lines. What they can all? So what they can't go? In, they can only go in straight lines. Only go in straight lines, according to this. That's the worst. You take a demon into a maze, it'll be like, fuck. Ah, can't, what, I can't. What do I do? Oh, that's like the. You can evade any demon. Every movie. Step to the side. Yeah, just step aside. God damn it. And they just have to run on past you. Especially if they got momentum. They ain't slowing down for a while. can't. Paint the ceiling. Coat the ceiling of your home with blue sky to trick a house on a demon into ascending in the celestial realm. Because demons are that dumb. Right, that's all we need to know about demons. But there are other creatures to worry about, as you are well aware. Oh, super aware. Most, I'm the most aware. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you something lay down some information that we both could have used when we were children. And that's how to avoid an alien abduction. Oh, boy. You use this information. It's, it's late. You're going to have to drive home tonight. Fuck. I don't even tell me that. 
Candy's not home tonight. God damn it. Mm. I'm all alone. You should, you should go home and watch a VHS 2. And then we and then cradle myself until the morning comes. And wait for the morning. In a circle of salt. Or maybe, or maybe you can use some of these tips. Hide your fear. Impossible. I'll try. The extraterrestrial biological entity, which will further be called as an EBE, oh, okay. may sense your fear and act rashly. Because anything that you're afraid of can sense that you're afraid. Yeah. Then it gets nervous. Everybody knows. Control your thoughts. Think okay. of nothing violent or upsetting. The EBE may have the ability to read your mind. Oh, no. Try to avoid mental images of abduction, boarding the saucer, anal probes. Some images may encourage them to take you because it thinks you may want it that. I don't know if this human's into it. I'm oh, they are? So oh, okay. just, just think about being dead. That's all that matters. Just think about being painlessly killed because that's the... Oh. Think of you hugging it. There's a picture right now on my phone mm, where we're I reading this from. Don't like this. Resist verbally. Yes. Firmly tell the EBE to leave you alone. Stop. Your abduction is unwanted. <laughs> no. No means no, EBE. And it'll probably wonder why you're calling it EBE, but just, it's cool. EBE. My oh, name's what? Floyd. Please stop. EBE, shut up. I said no. Resist mentally. Picture yourself enveloped. Picture yourself enveloped in the protective shield of white light are in, in a safe are place. Enveloped? Picture yourself enveloped in a protective shield of white light or in a safe place. Oh. Telepathic EBs may get the message. Oh, good. Now he's in a safe place. Probably alone. I'm, I'm imagining my safe place, the Ramjack Studio A with Cedric there, with all the safety tape around us saying, off limits. EBs. I love calling aliens EBs because in my mind that immediately robs them of any fear I've ever had of them. Yeah, it's pretty good. Call them. I'm going to add another number in here or another tip. Call them EBs to their face and you won't be afraid of them anymore. Yeah. Good plan. Resist physically. Physical resistance should be used only as a last resort, but attack the EBs' eyes if they have any. No way. You will not know oh, what its other more sensitive areas are. I'm just, I'm just going to call into a ball and die. How about that? Brad, come on. What if your bus gets abducted on the way down to uh, I'm not gonna Orlando. punch a thing. I'm not gonna punch an alien in the eyeball. Are you gonna do that? If it, if an alien gets close to me and gets a little too fresh, sure. Good luck. Good luck. All right, here's some really quick tips um, to be aware of. Abduction experiences generally follow the seven-step model: mm-hmm. capture, examination, conference, tour, journey, return, aftermath. Aftermath. So aftermath. Yeah. Aftermath is like you take a razor <laughs> to your veins. Because never. Don't want to. Don't want to. Can't do it. Approximately half of Americans believe in the existence of UFOs. Half of Americans are kind of claims to have seen one. Ah. Most people likely to be abducted include those with a history of terrestrial abductions in their family. (laughs) Those living in wealthy Western countries. (laughs) Yep. And those who have already been abducted by aliens. Mm. Okay. Abduction occurs most frequently in the summer months. And in those weeks following the airing of a popular alien-related television show or film, which is oh, also interesting. Very interesting. The EVs are capitalizing on that yeah. marketability. Definitely. It's all about advertising and sure. it, Yeah. They're afraid that you may not know what they are. It looks like, hey, listen, it's like, you know, if you, you're imagining them being abducted, they'll abduct you. If you imagine they're coming, they come. <laughs> Some ufologists which isn't a thing, argue that UFOs come from not outer space, but from another dimension, from the future, or from the center of our planet. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad they've made these great discoveries. <laughs> I theorize this. Well, good job theorizing based on nothing, you crazy person. Hey, UFOs. So we've covered demons, which is important. We've covered aliens, mm-hmm. Brad. Let's see. There's one... How do we, now, what about hoarders? 
How do you protect yourself from hoarders? But what if, what if tables turn on you, Brad? Uh-huh. How, now we're going to learn how to convince pre-industrial people you are not you are not a witch or demon. I see, I'm worried about this because I accuse a lot of people of being witches, and I don't want them to get the inside crack. Because <laughs> I feel I've done a pretty good job of spotting witches. Well, let's see what this they have to say. All right, hide industrial or pre-industrial accoutrements, which makes fucking sense. Mm-hmm. Once you have emerged from your time machine, which is assuming, or however, however you got there, are um, pulsating rend in the time. Oh, so you've gone back in time, and people are, back in time, people think in you're a witch. Industrial time, people think oh, you're a witch. Oh, okay. Like you're a witch, and he's like, no, I'm not. Hey. Stay cool. Okay, okay, okay. Which I, th- I thought we were helping witches hide. No, 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 Okay, no, no, all right. No, 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 no. All right. Once you've emerged from your time machine, or rip in the space-time continuum, uh, dispose of any electronic devices, man-made uh, tools, and synthetic fabric. Such items will be unfamiliar and frightening to pre-industrial people. Mm. People also remove glasses, jewelry, or shoes. Ah, I need all those things. Undo body modifications. Take out nose rings, earrings, and piercings. Cover tattoos with um, some sort of bandage or a shirt. Move slowly. Approach the villagers or tribesmen carefully, step by step, using slow and predictable motions. Keep your facial expressions neutral and keep your hands held open and loose at your sides. Okay, all right. What would a witch do? Cackle and like with her broom and just like run oh, at you with her hands? Yeah, probably. Probably start throwing fireballs. Speak slowly, because witches apparently speak really fast. Mm. You think the Micro Machine guy was a warlock? Oh, Ooh. definitely. He was enchanting our kids with the spells of Micro Machines, because he really wants like a penny-sized car. No one. I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna pay the same price for a Hot Wheels as, as I'm gonna pay for a tiny car. Nope. Bamboozled spells. That's an evil witch. Do you think at the end of like drug commercials, there's people who speak really fast? Like, this is what uh, you do not use if you do this. Mm. That's witches. There are witches alive in our all of our auctioneers. What about our auctioneers? All witches. Nobody wants to buy anything at an auction. It's the stupidest way to buy something. I think witches. I think we just cracked it. I think we just cracked it. Guys, solved it. Solved the mystery. The mystery solved. Among us. Got you em. know what? Got em. I welcome them. I'm going to say hello, thank you, because I don't want them to cast spells on this bread. We've both seen American Horror Story covered, and I don't want listen, that evil on listen. me. Listen, or the podcast or Cedric I'm not, particularly. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Witches, no, thank you. Speak slowly. Speaking short. Except that one blonde girl. That one girl. She she can haunt me anytime. Give me a witch. It's cool. She's cool. She's cool. Not Stevie Nicks, but the other blonde girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Stevie Nicks. Oh, boy, she's scary. Speak in a short, simple sentences, Brad, using one-syllable words. If it becomes clear that the pre-industrial people do not understand anything, remain silent and communicate with hand gestures alone. Mm. That's important. What did you show myself on your iPad? You already got no, 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 no. That's a bad idea. Bad idea. Bad idea. The hole that you dug. True, true. That's how you get yourself burnt. Do not exhibit any signs of being a witch. Okay, that's a good, good call for the. Do not have three nipples. Witches have three nipples. All right, all right. Do not float if thrown in the water. Okay. No, float if thrown in the water. My bad. I I, I was very wrong. If you're thrown in the water, float. Guys, guys, please. Be natural and float. Yikes. Own a black cat. Don't do it. Don't, don't. Don't. Talk to animals. Don't do that. Don't do that. It might be funny for you to talk to your animals when you're home alone because you're lonely and you're a cat woman because you have 20 cats. But in the old times, you would be a witch. Dogs are not people and they do not think they are people. <laughs> Stop saying that, dummies. Our animals don't think like us. Stop being dummies. He thinks he's people. Shut up. Think people from the past are going to think you're a fucking witch. Stop. Oh. Do not have a mole, wart, or pimple. Because apparently witches have pimples and warts. Oh, and boy. So that's this a little is... too much. Don't right. be a widow. Because apparently widows were suspected of being mm. a witch and try not to fly. Brad, you're on the bus. Congratulations. No one will think you're a witch today. Okay, good. 
speak the name of God. Ah. In traditional pre-industrial which belief one? systems, witches and demons are incapable of uttering the name of God. Notice by context, notice by context what divine power our pre-industrial people are invoking to protect them from you and repeat that name back to them. I'm learning all kinds of things about demons and witches that make them a non-issue. Yeah. All you gotta do is say, hey, Yahweh, and they're gonna be like, oh, no. repeat after me, Yahweh? No, I won't. Yahweh. Demons will just be like, Rrr. Paranormal activity could have been solved by them just saying Yahweh or Elohim or Elohim yeah. or Zeus. Just any say God. any of those names and Even ring a bell and you're them. done and bring out Johnny Travolta. Marduk. <sighs> bring out Johnny Travolta. Hey, Zeus. I'm Michael. Sandy. I mean, <laughs> I'm not Christopher Walken. I mean, Jesus. I, pl- I, played, I played an angel in the prophecy. I count. I also was in Carrie. <laughs> I was also in Hairspray. I'm also a heterosexual in theory. Hey, hey. Get out of here, demon. Make it the symbol of the cross. It is believed that Christian cultures that witches and demons cannot bear to see and or make the sign of the cross. Okay. If the villagers are making the sign of the cross, do so in return. Do not make the sign of the cross if they are not already doing it. The gesture Ooh. may be misunderstood. Mm, good point. Good point. A cross could also be like a I'm going to kill you or mark you and oh. And both of them are Christians and they're just Yeah. yeah. Very confusing. Be careful. Wait be for them to make careful. the first move. Careful everybody. Careful. Aid in local activities. Mm-hmm. Show your benevolent intentions by making taking part in the life of the hamlet or farming community. Okay, all right. Go to the box social. Do they yeah. have box socials? They probably do. If they do, go to the box social. Definitely. Speak slowly, one syllable words. Talk about Yahweh all the time. <laughs> Let's see. There are some quick facts, really quick, to be aware of. Okay. Beyond those tips, as you integrate in community, the villagers may become suspect of you because of your. Uh, slow speed of thrashing and poor quality of loom work. Mm. So maybe pick those up as fast as fucking possible. Learn. Know the customs and learn it. Good, good advice. Something everyone should do right now, pick up needlework. Yes. That's what you're going to need back Listen, in the past. Listen, guys, if you fall into a time hole, you gotta be careful. Everyone's going to think you're a witch and you might not be a witch. Now, yeah. if you are a witch, I think you get it made. Oh, you got it made. Because you got witch powers. Yeah, just use your powers. Like, oh, why integrate in society? Be yeah. the ruler. You an idiot? Yeah, come on. Come on, witch. Dummy. You're Captain Blonde, witch. Mm. You got every opportunity back there. True if that. You're like us, Brad. You gotta get you gotta get practical skills, or they're gonna think, who is this person? Manzies. Why do they use weird words like Manzies? Oh. Why does he sit, Why does he keep asking me to trust him? That makes me not want to trust him. Oh no. I'm saying trust randomly. I don't but, like that. But what do I? Oh no. He also said something about Goody Proctor. He makes a lot of weird references. Listen, did I sign my name in the Devil's Black Book? No, never. Why would I say that was never. That's stupid. No, no, that's no, silly. that's not me. Look, I think I'm making a sign of a cross. Yeah, that's how that's how it goes, right? Yeah, sure. Good boy. Jizo. <laughs> His name's Jizo, right? You look at you like. Mm, oh boy. I don't know. Oh, they man, hand Jesus. you like. They hand you a puzzle. <laughs> You're like, oh, I can do this. I've done a Rubik's Cube. You solve the puzzle, and like, no one's ever solved that puzzle ever, except for the witch that came two years ago. Now try to walk in a line that's not straight. Oh, I can do that. Wow. <laughs> I fell. Damn, I had, to leave my, I had to leave my crappy old, my future shoes. I mean, my current, I mean, my shoes. Now I'm wearing stupid shoes. 
your, your ter- terrain over here is so like thorny. It's hard. It's soft on my tender feet. On my tender I'm feet that aren't used to, to touching the to ground. I'm not used to touching the ground. Oh, no, flies. no, he flies like a witch. Oh, the, so, guys, quick, throw him in the water. See if he floats. Just deal with it. If you end up in the just past, you're done. You're, you're done. You're dead. Done. There's nothing you can do. Why do you want to be there anyway? There's no Wi-Fi. There's no underground. <laughs> It's the worst. That is true. There's no amenity that we have now. Why would you ever want to fucking go past the year 2013? Ever. Never. Don't. No. Don't be a dum-dum. Be in a time machine. Go back a week prior. Or go back to the January 1st if you absolutely have to. Maybe go back to 2011, invest in Bitcoin. (laughs) And then take out that when those went crazy. Yeah. Go back arm with an author. Don't go past two years in the past. No, don't do it. It's going to be sad. You're going to have slow connection speeds. Oh, man. I didn't even worry about broadband. 3G, best case scenario. Once you start LTE, you don't want 3G. Can't do it. is the new... That's how, that's how the government's keeping us from time traveling. <laughs> Restricting our speeds. Restricting our that's speeds. That's what Verizon and AT&T are doing. They're putting restrictions on bandwidth, and they're ruining the time to continue by doing yeah, so. definitely. Guys, we gave you enough tips for this Halloween. Hope you enjoy it. Happy holidays! Oh, scary monsters! Scary monsters, thank you! But, but people listen to podcasts. Podcasts don't listen to people, right? Random podcast. I hear you. Friends, it's that super special spooky time of the week where we get a chat about a couple episodes of Baywatch Nights. Every week, Brad and I pit ourselves against a minute's time to see if we can summarize an episode. It's us versus the clock. It's us versus time. We're going to fight time. We're fighting time. We're going to win, like heroes. Well, the only criteria we have to win is to get as close to a minute as possible without Without going going over, which is a rule that I recently learned. (laughs) It's a rule that's been in place since episode 50. Well... We are watching two episodes of Nights today. Yes. One of them is the first episode of Baywatch Nights. Yes. And the second one is the last episode of Baywatch Guys, Nights. you were going to get all the answers. Like, there's so many questions. We're going to have all the answers this episode. Yeah. And I should rephrase that. It's the first episode of the second season. Right. We don't count the first season. The actual. Fuck that shit. Yeah. It is almost like it's a different show. It's absolutely a different show. I have volun- I'm going to do the first episode. Yes, you are. It's called Into the Deep, correct, friend? Um, it's called Terror of the Deep. Mm. So It is called Terror of the Deep. Terror of the correct. Deep. Correct. Yes. Season 2, Episode 1, Terror of the Deep. Give me one second to just think about it. Please, I take gotta your prepare time. myself. Get your sh- it's a 40-minute show. We normally do 30. Right. Collect your thoughts. All right, and I will count you in on 3, 2, 1, Monster Mash. Okay. And you will go 3, 2, 1, Monster Mash. Mitch's friend, Teague, rolls up on Mitch at a cafe, who's also there, Donna, who I've never seen in a Baywatch Nights episode until this point. She's there for two minutes because she kind of flirts with Teague, and Teague tells Mitch about a downed ship off the coast that's kind of related to a woman that Mitch saved the other day. Him and Eddie Sabrian, who I've also only seen on the show once, need to go check it out. They go down underwater. Um, Ryan is on the boat on the surface and constantly asking what's going on, and they have to relay it, but most of the time they ignore her. And they find out after piercing the hole and swimming through these, uh, I guess the conduits are like the air ducts, that there is a creature on board of ancient origin that has like a weird moon uh, medallion that it loves. Whatever. 
Um, they eventually trap it and then suck all the air out of a room and then blow it up, and it still doesn't kill the monster until they impale it on a hook. They're about to leave. The Coast Guard is en route. They're about to run out of air. When they run into kids who've been on the boat the whole time, submerged underwater, what the fuck? The Coast Guard saves them, and that's the end of the episode. One minute, three seconds. Fuck! So close. I feel like a failure. Hey. Three seconds? I could have easily shaved that off. Hey, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. You tried your best. I mean, it is. And that's all that matters. It is a 40-minute show, and we do normally do 30 minutes. Yeah. I think three seconds is a little... I mean, it's better than most. Right. It's better than most sure. people have done redoing sure. nights since we've been sure. doing it. It's a hard show to talk about, though not much happens in the middle. Nothing happens. It's a lot... Full a disclosure. lot of stuff happens in a few minutes in the beginning and end. First time we watched this, I fell off straight asleep halfway through. Brad got bored. Like, snooze time. Good night. We were exhausted. I was. I did watch it this morning, though. Caught up. I did, didn't miss much. It's not... You could see that they're starting to get into the pace of the paranormal shows and not really. Yeah. Because it does feel like a hybrid of, like, the first and second seasons as far as that goes. Yeah. In fact, I don't think we're going to spend that much time talking about this episode. Oh, Full disclosure. Because the second one is much better. Yes. So, it starts out... At nights. No, it starts with Ryan and them on the waters, right? Oh, that's true, yeah. Um, Ryan and Mitch are just cruising? Like, was, no, I thought it was Donna and Mitch. Donna was in the first part, too? It's just so rare that I see her that in my mind I put in Angie Harmon. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was another lifeguard. Oh, it, it wasn't Donna. Life- okay. There was just another random Baywatch lifeguard. It's, we're just straight up in Baywatch times, um, out lifeguarding. They're cruising, and they randomly pass a body floating in the water, mm-hmm. and Mitch... He guns it towards... I thought he was going to run over it and murder her. Yeah. Because it seemed like they were just trying to hit it. Yeah. But they rescued this this um, screaming, crazy Asian woman. Well, they get her out of the water, and Mitch does mouth-to-mouth. Like, they, they resuscitate her, and she's like... <laughs> and just starts screaming, and Mitch is, like, holding her, like, just almost awkwardly. Yeah, it's like, I'm gonna hug you, deal with it, deal with like, it. Whoa, I gotta constrain her, she's gonna get hysterical, one of those. I really thought he was about to cover her mouth, and she's like, he's hysterical, get her to the shore, get her to the shore. Go, 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 go. Um, yeah. and stop that's molesting. How it, stop molesting yeah, people. Weird. We're being grabby hands. Eeks. So that's how it opens. Sure. This woman was found in the middle of the ocean, Brad. How did she get there? Hmm. That's that's mm. what Secrets. we're going to figure out in a second. Definitely. Mitch is having breakfast at nights. At nights, yes, the nightclub nights. Which I didn't really know was a nightclub until you reminded me today. Actually, early, I was yeah. like, oh yeah, the detective agencies above nights, the nightclub yeah. slash restaurant. He's Donna's there for some reason. I think she's about to go on vacation or something. Yeah, well, she's, she she she's the uh, either the head waitress or she owns the place. I'm not really sure exactly, hmm. but she she works at nights, which is how she's supposed to be involved with the show. But I think she says something about how she's about to go on vacation. Yeah. In another episode, she shows up for a brief moment because she's about to go to Las Vegas. So yeah. she's always just there for a second. It's like, just Guys, for a I second. gotta go. I got a jet set. It's amazing. Um, but she's like, so, uh, how about your friend Teague? Is he gonna show up? I really like that guy. He's pretty rad. And it's pretty great how he, how you're making so much money off getting cases from him. Wow. So everything we, we've, like, this is all the introduction we're gonna get. Yeah, because But it does, it does answer the question of how, what are they doing? So they're just getting work from Teague now. Yeah, Teague is contracting them, basically. And making... Basically, like, Teague bought new friends. <laughs> So she hints Teague, at... Teague was, Teague was in a fraternity in college. He's used to buying his friends. That's what's happening. Now he's got, now he's got super secret contacts, and he's just decided to hang out with Mitch and Ryan. That does make sense, given Teague's odd behavior yeah. in, a lot of, in a lot of episodes. Mm-hmm. But Donna makes reference that she has met Teague before, as you said, and they mm-hmm. had like a spark. They did. Teague brings her a book. Yeah, Teague rolls up in his normal, just like disregarding everyone else. Like, I'm pretty sure he almost runs into people he's walking yeah. up, and she's like, oh my god, that's Teague. Like, she kind of 
fix yourself up a little bit. He rolls up, and she's like, oh, hi, Teague. And he's like, I brought this book for you. It's about psychic experiments and things and whatnot. I think you'd like it. It seems like the kind of thing you would like. It's about past lives and psychic experiments and whatnot. And she is plays at least super interested, like, oh my good, thank you so much. This is a book. How would you know I'd like this? It's oh about some God. bullshit. I thought you might enjoy it. You seem to like crappy things, like me. Well... After she says that to him about, wow, that's so sweet of you. Oh, my goodness. Like, gives a little touch to him, like, any of those cues of, like, right, she's right, kind right. of into him. He just kind of stands there and looks at her and looks over at Mitch and just walks over to Mitch. Like, just drops it. He's a robot. Yeah. It's He's just not like, a human. this is what I'm programmed to do. Give you things that you like. She's like, yeah, it'd be so great. Like, we should sit down and talk about about it. As he walks past her, she's just like talking at him, and he's just well, I guess like, I'll go on hey, my, Mitch. I guess I'll go on my vacation now. Bye. He sits down with Mitch, and Mitch even says, dude, I'm pretty sure she's into you. There's no time to talk about that. Did you? I got a story about that girl, that woman you found on the, in the water. Turns out there was a boat that sank or something. I mean, it is that yeah, quick. It's it just is, like, yeah. it like no, just jump right into it. So uh, also, he brings up the point that there's like a monster in the water. Yeah, which is also weird. Yeah, but they're getting paid mad money from. So yeah, why not? Yeah. So Hasselhoff um, and our boy Eddie Severin. Eddie Severin doesn't want to go along because he's like trying to hit on some girl. Doesn't he? Don't they come up on rollerblades or something? Yes. Which is awesome. Straight up awesome. And Mitch convinces him to go and explore this. So we got Griff. Griff. No, he's, he's, Eddie, he's, Eddie he's, he's Eddie Severin. We're not calling him Griff. That's not going to happen, folks. That's, that's stupid. Fuck that shit. Call me Griff. Shut up, Eddie. You're, no. No one's going to call you Griff. It's you're, not happening. You're Eddie Severin. You're Deal Eddie Severin. You've been in three episodes. That's all you're getting. So yeah, they coerce him to go with them. Angie Harmon's like, well, I'll take along too. Also, what is with all like the tied up shirts? Because Donna's got like the, the tied up shirt. Yeah. And then Angie's rocking the same thing. Well, and in the last episode we watched, everyone had a tied-up shirt. Yeah. It's just a look that the early 90s had. I guess. Like, bonkers. They just want to show a little bit of the midriff. I guess. Here's my navel. How are you? I mean, I guess they can only afford so many ridiculously tiny shirts for Angie Harmon. Sure. We gotta spend some, we gotta spend some time just tying up regular shirts. <laughs> bonkers. So they immediately go out in all their diving gear. Angie mans the boat and is constantly in, in radio contact with them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Though I'm not really sure how it's supposed to penetrate the water, to be honest. Like, from a tech standpoint, that's oh. a little weird. Well, I think that's a thing with, like, think maybe, the diving suits? I don't know. I mean, surely there's a way for them to do radio, like, radio yeah. waves for that. But on low-tech, like, 90s, like, where did they get I mean, that? Is this well, Baywatch it's tech? Old, it's, it's, old fa- it's new fashion high-tech is new what it is. New fashion high-tech. Yeah. So... Angie's in constant contact with them. They go down. They open the hole up with, like, a blowtorch. Yeah, it's pretty badass. And they get inside. A long, sto- a long story, and by that I mean long shots of them just running through Oy. the warehouse inverted with water everywhere. <laughs> they discover there's a monster tailing them. Yeah. Now, the weird thing is, like, Angie Harmon is just constantly like, Hey, guys, what's happening down there? Tell me what's happening. What's going on? What's going on? What's happening? Angie, calm down. You're going to find out. Relax. Now, I was under the impression that this boat just sank. Mm-hmm. But as they open up the hole, there is an old-timey diver they find on the other side. Yeah. An older dude. He looks old, in perfect condition, but, like, old-timey yeah. diving suit. Yeah. Like, so turn-of-the-century diving tech. I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, this, like, budget rental <laughs> boat. Like, we had the one diving suit. But then it seems like the other people have tried to go down and, like, scavenge this place. So when did it sink? Like, I when was that woman know. on it? No clue. And it was, was it supposed to be a grandpa who had an old diving suit and he just went out there because that's what this weird old grandpa does and he died? I guess. I do love how Mitch will do shock takes because when they, like, blowtorch the thing open and then pry it and you see the old guy, mm-hmm. Mitch goes, <laughs> he screams and bubbles yes. go everywhere. Him and Eddie are terrified and yes. that's awesome. 
So we see that for a second. Sure. No one talks about the dead man after that. Right. They go in. They I just... also love that Angie spends a lot of the time, like, surveying the map and telling them how to get places. It's not that big of a boat. Like, why do they need a map no, and someone like watching it? It's like it's a boat. First of all, you should be able to get through it without like having to find secret passages. I also love when anytime she hears something crazy on the other side of the radio, she runs from the room with all the maps and all like the surveillance equipment yes. outside to the side of the boat and looks down in the water and yells for Mitch. <laughs> like she can see him. Like if she right. goes out to the water, she can look down and see what's happening. Hundreds of feet below the yes. water. In what's the happening down there? What's happening? Mitch, talk to me. Hey, we're on the radio. You can. It doesn't matter where you're standing. Did you run to the side of the boat again? That's weird. Don't do that. Stay in the stay in the room with the maps and the radio. I mean, what are you gonna do? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. When you're down in Florida and you do something like I hear something crazy, I'm gonna run outside and just run outside to the front door and just uh, look yes. south and be Please like, do. Brad. Brad, talk to me. What's happening down there? Alex, we're on Skype. Get back to your computer. It's Alex. I mean, the planet's sufficiently curved. I couldn't see Florida from where we. It, whatever. No, you stood behind enough. <laughs> I run all the way to Crew Tower and go to the top and just with binoculars look. Is everything all right down there in Florida? Just fine. <laughs> just wave you back. Good. Flash the lights in the house down there. Oh, I can see them. Thanks. Okay. All right, just making sure, friend. Defo. So, so there's a monster down here in this boat. Oh yeah. Also, they blow off Angie Harmon a lot. Like she's asking yeah, them. They're just they're ignoring just like, her. Radio silence. Somehow Eddie gets like. I guess he gets like. Does he get scratched by the monster? I think the monster takes him underwater at one point. Yeah. We see the monster has a really crazy hand where yeah. his ring finger is shorter than the rest of his fingers. Mm-hmm. I like to think that maybe he was engaged or there was a marriage that went awry mm-hmm. and maybe someone bit his finger off and is oh, growing back. that could be. Could be. That happens. That does happen. Science fact. So we see that a lot. We don't mm-hmm. really see its face. No. no, no. I know can't, it's very hairy at top. Yeah. So, But it seems to have like a scaly hand, so I don't know what kind of creature we're dealing with here. But it takes Eddie underwater and he gets a little hurt, like mm-hmm. scratched or cut or something. Yeah. But then for the rest of the episode, we're really worried about getting Eddie out in oh, time. true. I also mentioned that they were afraid that there wasn't going to be any oxygen in there, mm-hmm. but the, well, not the plankton, but the seaweed that's growing everywhere is apparently supplying with oxygen, which is... Okay. Okay. All right. There's also sunlight that seems to come through at one point. That's impossible. The, the yeah. boat is capsized and turned over. There are no windows in the bottom hull of the ship. No. Whatever, though. Hey. No. Sometimes light finds a way. Light, light will, will find a light way. Light finds a way. Jeff Goldblum, I believe he said that. If it, I mean, think about it. Light comes from the sun. Mm-hmm. It takes what eight something minutes to get here, maybe five. Mm-hmm. Of course, it could penetrate the depths of the ocean if it sure. penetrates space in the atmosphere. Obviously. Thank you for reminding me, friend. Well, I was putting know. light in a box, and I can't do can't that. Can't do that. Can't do it. Can't do it. So light's got to be free. This monster is hunting them, right? And Mitch and Eddie have to get to a point where they can, I guess, destroy the hole and get back and float back up to the top, right? Because there's because there's only one entrance and exit from the boat. Well, they're afraid to go out the way they came because there's a monster. Because there's a monster. Right. And they're not sure if it can even be terrestrial at this point. Right. And they're in a point where. And you know how boats no are water. built. You know how boats are built where there's only one way to get to one. The only way out is up in a boat. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, I do not understand the physics of this ship. I don't understand what Angie's shooting, like, spouting at them when yeah. they're asking her to nav- asking her to navigate them through the boat mm-hmm. because I would get lost in a hard maid. Definitely. Um, so they're running. The monster's chasing them. They go through a. They go into a main chamber that they're looking for, mm-hmm. and they seal themselves up in it. Mm-hmm. 
and they put like a pipe in it, and the monster's like slowly turning this thing and like jostling the right. door, and they come up with a plan. By the way, how's off of the pipe? Thank yeah. you. This room is half submerged and half not. So what they right. think of, what we need to do is completely we'll burn all the air out in here mm-hmm. and we'll suffocate the monster when it comes through. Yeah. Worst plan ever, because when the door opens, obviously it's gonna let air in if you I don't under what? 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 What are you talking about? How would air get in, Alex? It's a it's a door. How can air get through a door? An open door? That's crazy talk. It's a different room. If anything, it might weaken it because there's not enough oxygen in the room, and they don't know if it breathes oxygen like we. I mean, we can assume, but it's a water creature. Well, they're 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 and they open like their oxygen tank to like fill it with like pure oxygen so they can like blow that. Oh shit yeah, Midge takes one of his oxygen tanks. He's going to be the hero. Right. He has it filtering into the room and then they rig something like Eddie says like yeah I can use like this I can use this device and like cross the wires and cool I can make it spark and yeah yeah which bonkers yeah it's like he's just like kind of like phrasal wire and then all of a sudden he's got a sparking device which worst tech like- so the monster comes into the room mm-hmm. it's above the water mm-hmm Mitch and Eddie go underwater as the monster comes into the room is there Eddie- any is there any chance that enough oxygen has, has filled this room that they could actually blow anything up because they've had that, they've had that oxygen tank open for like a second. <laughs> I don't know, Red. They were in an airtight room that they were already running out of air in. Why don't they, they just... open up an, an air tank and then they blow shit up? Why don't they do a Jaws thing where they hand this monster the air tank on fire and it's like, what is this? And it blows up. Don't think they can afford to do that effect. They can't do the effect. So th- you got to understand that they're also running on a limited budget. So they're like, what can we yeah. do on this budget? Let's try to kill this monster. I also like to think that they're writing part of the episode as they're going through. Definitely. So that was actually Mitch's idea. And they're like, well, all right. But my favorite part in this is when the monster comes through, they're underwater, mm-hmm. like hiding. And I want to say they give each other a nod. And mm-hmm. then you see like above water, you see Eddie's hands come up with wires yes. and like spark them. And the whole place ignites. <laughs> it's amazing. They come up after sufficient time, after the explosion. Mm-hmm. They look around. Monster must be dead. We don't see Certainly. it. Certainly. Yeah. Come on. So everything's smoldering. Right. Burning in an oxygen-free environment. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Everything's all right. I'm like, all right, yeah. you know what? I think we made it. Ah! What, what jumps out of the water but the fucking monster, singed ah! and just, like, ready to kill? Definitely. He's a little pissed. This is when, because we see the monster-ish, this is when the film goes a little crazy. It's like yeah. after-image kind of thing, so we don't really see the monster, and there's right. a lot of screaming, and Eddie's just yelling at Mitch, put him on the hook! There's a hook, dude! Because there's... Like a metal ingot or like a metal rod that's kind of a hook. Uh-huh. So as it jumps on him, Mitch recoils, grabs the monster, and then uses its momentum to hang him on the hook, yeah. which kills him, I guess. I guess. And there's a moment where they're looking at it just like, ugh, why's it got all that hair? What's it? Well, look at its yeah. hand. Oh, look, a monster. Huh. Yeah, we killed it. Well, guess we should leave. Yeah, at this point, they're running out of air. Like, they're not going to make yeah. it. So Ryan called the Coast Guard, mm-hmm. and this is almost an advertisement for the Coast Guard because yeah. they're bringing out everything. They got the chopper coming to them. They got, like, a boat with all kinds of Coast Guard divers just Ridic. ready. So they're they're en route. G.I. Joe. Yeah, real American hero. Yeah, definitely. So they go back through the ship for some reason, even though Ryan tells them to stay there because that's, like, the best place for them to get out. Right. So they are like, that's all right, we're going to explore. Because we're explorers. I thought Eddie was running out of time. What's happening? I don't I don't get it either. But it's a good thing they did, because well, they who find, else is in the ship, Brad? They find a, a net full of snatched up children. Yeah. Kids of the woman that they saved. Yeah. So at no point did like, anyone bother translating, I'm looking for my kids that were snatched by a monster. Yeah. They just heard her saying the name of the monster, I think, yeah. in whatever her foreign language was. Wherever the monster's from. 
There's a lot of monsters like trying to get a ride to America. Well, in you know, too many Baywatch nights. You think the freedom is a theme uh, here? Listen, monsters want freedom. Monsters want their freedom so bad. Just like Hasselhoff wants his freedom. Yeah. Ever since he left it on that plane or home, sense. whichever. So, but, yeah, these kids are there, and they like take the kids into their arms, and, like hug them and hold them, and like, all right, it's gonna be okay, kids. And these kids, I guess, can't speak English, and they're terrified. Because obviously, I, are we to assume the monster's been taking care of them this entire time? Mm-hmm. It's like the mothers, the monsters are mothering them. So they killed the the mothering monster. Uh huh. So these kids are already fucking traumatized. They right. lost their real mom. They mm-hmm. don't realize that she's alive. How long have they been there? Like three days or something? Yeah. What have they been eating? Well, we see like cans of food. So I guess the monster okay. found some of the rations and helped keep them alive. Awesome. The monster's cooking for them. Yeah. The monster's finally made itself a home. Aw. So Precious. if anything, it was to try and protect those kids from Mitch. I just love the kids Eddie, all which is in good. a net. Like, I love it. Yeah, that is net. awesome. That's just like hammocking. It's like snatching. They roll over like, Got ah! Where's Mommy Monster? Oh, shit. Who are these strange dudes? Oh, it's Hasselhoff. Ah, Why is he hugging me? Why is he embracing me? Stop touching me. So they come up with a crazy plan to go up to the top, mm-hmm. let water in, or like mm-hmm. blow a hole in the top of the, the capsized ship. Sure. And then take a sheet or a canvas and fill it with the remaining oxygen mm-hmm. so that when the top blows, they can go through it with like a parachute yeah. and ride that oxygen parachute up to the surface. Obs. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds like a pretty good plan until they start doing it, and you realize that there's no way they're going to fit through the the space that they opened up. Yeah. But Hasselhoff needs to use a pipe to do something in the episode. Of course. Coast Guard shows up, even though their plan fails horribly to ride the the, the air parachute up to the surface, the Coast Guard comes down and saves them. The kids are reunited with their family, and all is right with the world. I know there's some voiceover with Ryan at the end, like, the Coast Guard came and saved my Mitch. It's it's the best. It's like, um... She's, she's doing like a weird like captain's log thing. It's like yeah, captain's like, log supp- supplemental. After after being t- trapped on, in the ship for three days, children were finally reunited with their mom. Right out. Okay, so we go back to Mitch's lifeguard station, and Teague rolls up, and he's like, "Did you see it? Did you see the monster?" And Hassel's like, "Ah, I, said, I don't know what I saw, but did you see it? Ah, it doesn't matter. We finally got those kids back with them, but did you see it? I saw something, but I don't know what it was." And that's enough for T to, like, give a nod and walk away. Because I'd like to think the entire episodes are all of Baywatch Nights mm-hmm. is T, who's a friend of Mitch, apparently, mm-hmm. trying to convince Mitch that paranormal stuff's real. So I, this is the intro to yeah. that. Because I think even at the beginning, Mitch was like, what's this mumbo-jumbo you're talking about? A sea monster? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, and this is when T's like, oh, I got him. I got him hooked. Well, I think also T's got, like, a little bit of a Mulder thing going on where, like, nobody believes his crazy bullshit, and he just wants someone to prove it. And that somebody's going to be Dr. David Hasselhoff and junior amateur scientist Angie Harmon. But I do love after he says that and Teague like gives him a nod and walks off we see Mitch in his car and he's like just, just he, he stares distraught. out like his world has changed yeah he stares out into the distance and then whispers the night will never be the same <laughs> I really wish he had that would have been amazing mm-hmm. but he whispers the same thing he said to him like I saw something but it's a sobering yeah. I saw something I don't know what it was alright Hasselhoff so that's how night starts Guys, that's, that's how Baywatch that nights that is how the night's begun and how they never were the same afterwards who won and who lost in this episode? <sighs> Fuck. Eddie doesn't get to go on the date with that super hot girl he was rollerblading right. with. He gets fucked up in the ship. Um. He almost dies. Let's be honest. That explosion yeah. of the, the air tank, that could have killed all of them. You know, I think Teague might have won it. First of all, he's, he's got Don on the hook. True. Like, 
Um, Donna is intrigued, but yeah, he's definitely yeah. he's playing hard to get. Right. Though in her mixed signals, so who knows? Book, so who knows? Door. I mean, maybe that's why we don't see Donna anymore. Is because oh, her, her and Tigrov have solid yeah, mysteries of their own. I went to um, the rainforest to clear it for the resort I'm building, Donna. That's why we don't see her. She's running a little. She's running her secret uh, enterprise in the rainforest. Oh, she's opening up the second night. Yeah. <laughs> Nice Night's Resort. <laughs> the Night's Resort. Night's Resort 2. Oh, we're going to open up a Night's Resort on Amazon. Seriously. What's the, what's the Night Night's Network? Definitely. Night's will never be the same. Trust. Come join us in the Amazon as you are living luxury down there. Hasselhoff will, like, open every night. He'll, we'll have him just, like, do a concert. Talking about freedom. He's going to be, like, our, he's gonna be our Wayne Newton. Nice. Just a retainer. Just stay there, dog. It'll be the Night's... Resort slash studio where him and Angie just hang out and come, come on, up with do adventures. Jamaica now, do the <laughs> zombie dance. I was gonna go with more of a Baywatch like come down to the night's hideaway. Come on down to the night hideaway. You'll have a nice day away. We'll hide here and fight a monster. So T one definitely did did Eddie lose? I'd almost think he lost. I think Eddie might have lost. It's either him or the kids. <laughs> they're, nev- they're never going to be their the same. mom. Ooh. Like she, first of all, she, her kids were gone for three days. Apparently, no one would listen to her. Um, Hasselhoff did mouth to mouth resuscitation on her and then groped her bizarrely. Also, we can only assume that they didn't kill the monster on the hook, and that that monster is now looking for its adopted children. Yes, and doesn't. And so that's we don't see that episode of Nights, but we will explore that in yeah. the future Nights seasons three. Certainly. Um, so that monster will hunt them down. Yeah. So that. Her life is a horror movie for the rest of her life. Certainly. I think, yeah, Asian moms loses. Poor poor Asian mom. Poor woman. Manhandled by David Hasselhoff. Now the more important question, Brad. Um, best dress, worst dress in this episode. Oh, manzies. I don't really... I'm going to go ahead and say that the grandpa diver in uh-huh. his old-timey diving suit is the worst dress. Even okay. though I really like those, dive, like those types of diving suits... Dude, you don't go explore, like, the crazy sunken ship in your old-timey diving suit. Grandpa may have killed himself on accident. Very true. Um, Donna definitely wins best dress. Oh, manzies. Looking um, good, girl. Why is there, like, a weird t-shirt turtleneck thing going on? I don't know. But also, what is Teague wearing? He's wearing a, a tasteful vest with a shirt buttoned up to the top that's khaki <laughs> and not matching pants. Because it doesn't match already. <laughs> right. Teague's his own, Teague's his own guy. I mean, surely Donna wins hands down. Yeah, come on, Donna. That's a really nice ensemble, all white. It goes good yeah. against her tan. I mean, Angela's I mean, good, she, of course, but I think we've got to give it to Donna. I think in the one episode I've seen Donna in the entire time we've watched nights, we should definitely give it to her. Yeah. I mean, she's... You think she knew Teague was coming? And, like, she dressed up? Because she's definitely... Seriously. She's coming on point, girl. Well yeah. done. Donna, you won it. Congratulations won it. for being on the episode, first of all, and second of all, being the best dressed. Credited in every episode, only on it once. It's because she looks so good in this one episode. They're like, let's give her full credit. Go out on top. Congratulations. Best dressed. So that's how night starts, Brad. That's how it starts. But between that episode and all the ones in between it, I was not prepared for how nights ended. How could you be? How could you be? It was honestly, it was it was a harrowing It was adventure. one of the better episodes as far as just yeah. an episode. And again, still, much better than most episodes of X-Files I've seen. Yes. Far scarier. I, yeah, it was. I still think Vortex, I think, is still my favorite. Oh, yeah. Because they sacrificed themselves to themselves, thus becoming the new Jesus. I really think my favorite episode would either be the Dialode episode, because it's crazy. Dialode was And really I really good. do like Hot Winds. Yeah. Hot Winds is my favorite, hands down. Hot Winds is good. I still think, I think the Cabin. I um, didn't see the Cabin. The video game episode. I've only seen parts of it. <laughs> and and uh, a, a Vortex, I think it's still the top for me. Nice. But 
Brad, you have a minute to summarize this episode called A Thousand Words. A Thousand Words. Why it's called that, no one knows. If you can explain to, I was was about to say, if you can explain to me and the audience why it's called A Thousand Words in your minute summary, I'll knock ten seconds off. (laughs) Bonus points if I can justify that. Brad? Yes. You have the honor of taking us out of Baywatch Nights. By summarizing the last episode, oh, yeah. guys, there's still episodes we haven't watched. I mean, we're not. Oh, true. We're yeah, not, yeah, we're not yeah, necessarily yeah, done with Baywatch Nights. It's just this, but this is the final episode. This is the final episode. You're the only person who could summarize this episode. The only person who could. The only person up to the challenge. I am honored to be watching the clock again. Brad has a minute to summarize the episode. Mm-hmm. Tell me when you're ready. Are you going to count me in with a monster mash? Of course, dude. I mean, come on. It's, it's right. the spooky Rabbit Jack Halloween season. Scary monsters. One, two. Three. Monster Mash. All right, guys. Here's what's going on. There is, like, a, a spooky, like, is it a hotel? Is it a restaurant? Nobody really knows. It's a building. Um, It's apparently haunted by something. I don't know. We see, like, some people get killed off in the opening credits. Uh, then the song plays. Then Teague sends Hasselhoff, Angie Harmon, to investigate. Um, wackiness ensues. Um, it turns out that there is like a there's like a painting that's got a guy in it that's like Norman Bates that he's killing people for his mother. Well, a picture is worth a thousand words, you see. And there's su- Angie Harmon gets sucked into the picture, so T goes to get help. Who does he get? He gets Garland from the first season of Baywatch Nights and Garland's girlfriend. <laughs> Thanks a lot. A lot of help they are. What do they know? Um, I thought Angie Harmon was a goner for a while. Eventually, uh, they get sucked into the painting, and they go and fight him, except Garland, who's just kind of wandering around, I guess, still there waiting. Um, and so they, eventually, Angie Harmon, uh, undresses the guy's dead mother, puts on her clothes, pretends to be her, and gets him to stop killing. So, uh, Hasselhoff and Garland's girlfriend come out of the painting, but Angie's gone, and seemingly dead forever. I thought it was over. Hasselhoff confesses her love, and then she's back all of a sudden. I don't know how or why, but that's the episode. Fuck Teague. One minute, 18 seconds. Yeah. One minute, eight seconds, because you were able to tell me. That's right. How, why this was called a thousand words. That's right. That is what he said. That was what he said. Pictures worth a thousand words. But he says it so quick and under his breath. Pictures worth a thousand words. Also, what the fuck does that have to yeah, do with Yeah, that anything? has nothing to do. It's bullshit. Fuck that. Um, this is one of the better episodes of Baywatch it's, Nights. But it's, like, yeah, it's actually good. Where you said the Vortex is one of your favorites, and of course Hot Winds are mine. That's mm-hmm. because they embody the ridiculousness of Baywatch Nights, mm-hmm. along with a story that's like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Um, this is just a good episode of Baywatch Nights. Yeah. Like, this is a good episode for any paranormal like, It's. I show. mean, it's, it's, there's intense uh, chase and action scenes. So, um, I love any Baywatch Nights episode that starts with a couple doing something. Whether, yes. they're, whether they're walking through the desert, and not really a couple, but a friend, mm-hmm. um, two friends. One's a little more attached. Well, you know. I love that, and we get that in this episode. We do. We pan over, and there's people rolling in to check out a place that's on the market. This huge kind of, like, inn mm-hmm. that they want to turn into a night, basically. But, like, oh, a really but, nice but a French, French restaurant. Yeah, a French restaurant. Um, the guy has no idea what the hell the place is called. His girlfriend, who is um, seemingly French... Not or his at least friend, our, friend. His wife. Oh, is it his wife? I think it's a new marriage, though, because he doesn't mm-hmm. know how to pronounce anything that she says. And she's just come from dialects class. So, <laughs> so who knows? So not everything's on the up and up. Oh, no, we are going to open in the restaurant. Are you? Are you? Saying random things like, Sacre bleu! Zut sweet! La jute vite! <laughs> yeah. she's, just come, like, she's come from Muzzy school. She's just got the tapes from Muzzy and yes. just learned them. So the realtor mm-hmm. takes them into this place. Which, by the way, what's with all the realtors having um, uh, attractive women with these, like, 
crazy glasses and whatnot. I they, really wonder if that yeah. was like a power thing in the eighties. It's like, oh, you're a realtor, you're gonna have glasses because you know. I feel like this smarter. This or realtor, like they just share the same. They like had one realtor costume and they gave it to two women. For a second, I thought they had the same realtor. <laughs> I did too, and I thought that was going to be part of the plot. Like, right. she didn't really die, that she's helping these people, like, get these victims. Right. So they roll in. This place is hella old. Mm-hmm. Cobwebs everywhere. We're, I, told, we're told that it's completely vacant and empty, even though it's not in the least. Mm-hmm. Fully and furnished. The realtor's lying to them, because we find out later that this place has had all kinds of professionals come, come out and examine the place and mm-hmm. do tests on it. But she tells them when the electricity won't turn on... Oh, it's whatever. It's a wiring problem. No big deal. First of all, why would you buy a place that has a wiring problem where you can't turn electricity on? Well, it's what they call in L.A. a fixer-upper, Brad. A a fixer-upper? A fixer-upper? Uh, what you you got fixer but you didn't get upper? Yeah. How you say fixer? <laughs> it's called fixer upper. Okay. All right. All right. Did you meet this girl? Um, accent class. I met her in Vegas. It's great. We got married. She's my wife. We're up in a restaurant. Yikes. So there's a lot of hasty decisions by this couple, but I love right. them. They're adorable. Absolutely. Um, all of a sudden, um, realtor's just missing. Well, they light candles, and the realtor goes off to do something with electricity to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, we never see her again. Nope. Gone. She's dead. Done so. Um, but what we do see is some weirdo dude just all there is there all of a sudden. Oh, but dude, you can't skip over the antics or the banter between the couple because it was adorable. She's she's really asking. She's hesitant. Like, I don't know if this is the place. How you say the place? And he's like, babe, it's great. Look at those rafters. Like, he points up to the ceiling. <laughs> yes. Like, look at those rafters. It's cool. Look at hey, those walls. Look at those wood. Yeah, look at the walls. Hey, what's this on the wall? And what looks like plaster or like some kind of weird soap. Mm-hmm. And it's like something that's like not even like, it's so cold. I touched this foreign substance yeah. on the wall and it's frigid. Oh, no it's, big deal. Oh, it's just cold liquid. It is the fixer-upper, they say. It's probably like leaking from a pipe somewhere. What? It's cold liquid. No, it's no. cold. First of all, oh, it's cold. Don't worry. It's just cold liquid. I'm, it's, who worries about cold liquid? Is it like liquid nitrogen leaking from the walls? Because that's also a red flag. Oh, right, right, like, right. How could this ever be something that's just, all right, cool. Yeah, no worries. Babe, this is the best place. We're going to open a restaurant. It's happening. What's the name of it again? Uh-oh. Real quick, I can't. How do you say it? The French restaurant. It is bon appetit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know French. I love um, Frenchy French French. Really? So at this point, this creepo dude mm-hmm. pops up out of nowhere. Right. Genuinely scary. Yeah. But they recognize him. Like, the uh, the wife was like, oh, you scared me. And he's just looking at her. Mm-hmm. And the dude's like, oh, hey, man, what's up? Did you see the realtor? Like, what's going on? Are you also, why is your shirt buttoned up so, so high? Yeah, man, it's L.A., chill. Calm down. Like, that looks painful. He's just staring at the girl, though. Yeah. Like, he's kind of ignoring the dude. And they mm-hmm. try to engage him multiple times, and it gets awkward. And I love that it feels genuinely awkward. Yes. So they're, after a while, they're like, Have you seen the realtor? Hey, hey realtor lady, is everything going all right back there? Oh, she's dead. And I can almost promise, like, she loses the French accent for a second. Like, the jig's up, like, what? <laughs> She's dead. Okay. And then the the guy, like, basically goes at him. He's like, what the hell do you mean she's dead? Like, hey, if a guy is just admitted to murdering someone, maybe don't run at the murderer. Yeah, he thought Maybe don't run towards a murderer. 
But he says something like, I don't think so, or something, and runs yeah. at him. And the dude just kind of, like, rushes him off, like, knocks him into a wall, which sends him into a coma, whatever. <laughs> That's what happens. And then he, also, this killer, um, where a lot of killers would, like, stab, this guy just kind of uh, daintily slashes around. Well, that kind of adds to the suspense and horror of the moment, mm-hmm. because he will cut you up before he kills you. If you yeah. do survive, you're going to have marks on you that Certainly. will... Stay. It's going to hurt your modeling career. He, yeah, he's going to haunt you. And right. it's all about the face in L.A. We yeah. know this. Eddie Severin would be terrified. That's why he's not in the episodes. Of course. He didn't even want that fake knife, I mean, that knife around him. So he attacks her mm-hmm. and cuts her up. Mm-hmm. Cuts her arms, cuts her hands, has her against the wall, and murders her. Yeah. His face, the dude's smile, like... In the credit of the casters of this show, he really does the part justice. Certainly. Kills her. Kills to her. To her scream. Which, in such a short period of time, leads to the Baywatch Night Scream and opening yeah. credits in a reasonable amount of time. I really thought they were using the Baywatch Scream mm-hmm. for the beginning, or the Night Scream, during the show multiple times. And I thought her screaming sounded so close ah! to it. So when it segued, I almost thought that was her double scream. coming out to get you. I fucking love that. So good. He goes to the cemetery, we get the opening, great. Ah, the best. So now Teague and a new realtor woman, like, they are just, like, losing realtors at this place. You think this company would be like, you know what, we're not sending anybody else. There's so many realtors in L.A. Well, they talk about how this place has been on the market for a long time. Mm-hmm. Teague and the realtor are telling Angie and Mitch this whole thing because they're going there to investigate. Right. Also, I love that the realtor also has paranormal investigative oh, tech. Oh, yeah. Of course. It's Teague's friend. Yeah. Yeah, the realtor didn't know that this place was, like, kind of off limits and that she thought it was still on the market. You know, realtors here are always trying to make a buck. So she brought them in there not knowing it was a paranormal death trap which we know oh. because we've studied it in great yeah, detail obviously but she is a skeptic and she didn't believe oh boy. much like you mentioned before you saw that monster underwater yeah um it doesn't make any sense half the shit they're saying no what are they looking for they're looking it's what they, god what the hell do they call it they're like a, i don't remember the what meter they, there was like it was like it's a tectonic paranormal plasma is it is that what it is? What they said is something that I've never... It's a made-up kind of thing. Yeah. Because they... What did they have? They electromag- like, there's an electromagnetic thing that they use to mm-hmm. try to detect electromagnetic fields. We should, we should call your mother and, like... She has the tech. Get her to explain what's, my what kind of tech. Hearing her talk about it. I love her, but at the same time, my mother is super... She's, someday we're she gonna, might know Teague. Someday we're going to interview your mother on the podcast, and it's going to be amazing. I wish she was here to... Like, because she would have loved this episode, like, mm-hmm. that she could, like... She'd be like, oh, no, they're doing it completely wrong. That's not how you catch them. No. That's not how you bust ghosts. It's a ghost? Get a camera out. Get an orb. You gotta snatch those orbs. Snatch them all. So, they're talking about all the weird history with this, how the electricians, like professionals, have come out and looked at the looked at the walls and mm-hmm. said, there's no origin of this weird cold wall ice thing. Yeah. They're, the electricity is fine. It's wired great. I love at one point when they're there exploring later on, um, they're talking about like where the sound's coming from, and Teague's like, there's no way. This thing is built straight into a rock. Yeah, we, we did... S- so apparently they hollowed... The foundation is hollowed out into rock. Of pure, like, was it sandstone? Or yeah. Like, he says something I'm not sure is a real thing. There's no... Like, why? Why would you do that? That's a terrible place to build. We hollowed into the rock to build the foundation of this house. Why? Well, especially in L.A. where fucking earthquakes are a real thing. Like, yeah. that would destroy the foundation if it the earth shifted. Yeah. Bad call. Yeah, really bad call. But perfect if you're a spooky ghost. Oh, my God. Scary monsters. So the, Mitch is unfazed. Like, he's right. like, okay, look, I know I've been sucked in a video game. I know I've fought a werewolf you call a Zartha. I know that I fought, like, chest boner thing. I've, I, met, I've met a group of aliens. Um, 
Yeah. But I'm just a little bit unsure about this. Yeah. Um, a haunting? Ah, come on. Nah. Look at this place. It's completely deserted, except for everything that's here. What are you talking about? What are they saying? I mean, and I would also like to say there are so many cobwebs that have come back since these people left. Yes. I don't know what intern or what's who on set oh, had to boy. put these cobwebs up, but they deserve an award. Yeah, there's some PA that's only job is like just like hang, rehanging cobwebs because they're just constantly running through the same giant, ridiculously oversized cobwebs. Spooky monsters. Spooky monsters. Um, so at some point, uh, Ryan notices the giant, ridiculous-looking portrait on the wall. Which is crazy. Yeah. It's this woman who's, like, looking over her shoulder, like, distraught. And it is the worst painting, by the way. It is. It's terrible. So, of course, just just to reiterate, mm-hmm. because we learned this, um, before, mm-hmm. both women, fake French wife mm-hmm. and sexy glasses realtor, mm-hmm. died. Like, they were f- straight up murdered. Yes. And the guy got put into a coma. Mm-hmm. Guys don't get killed. Right. The girls do get killed. So... So, yeah, so Ryan um, is, like, messing around with this painting that's really ugly. Teague and Mitch are off by themselves mm-hmm. in the limestone basement because they heard a scream, and they have to go investigate. Right. And then they come back up, and where's Ryan? They, Ryan's gone. What happened to Ryan? Um, what fucking happened to Ryan is that when she saw that woman in the painting, that woman straight up killed the realtor by snapping her neck yeah. in an unexpectedly violent neck snapping. Super badass neck Yeah, snap. it's fucking awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, we just see the realtor like, huh? Because Ryan notices the painting is crying real tears. Ah! What is that one, like, a toy that, it cries real tears. It, it cries real tears because it, it doesn't need... have a heart. <laughs> yeah. It's a straight up, what were those things called? Oh, I don't remember. It was like. It's on our Thanksgiving yeah. uh, mega mix of awesome television shows. I don't know, some kind of pet that you had to adopt or something. Yeah, it doesn't have a home, so it cries at the window because you've kidnapped it from its parents. Anyway, the painting is crying. And honestly, it's a really good special effect. I know it's not that hard to do, right? but it's good. I do love that, like, it's real tears. Like, how do you know it's real tears? You just know that, like, there's water coming from a painting. I was really hoping she would, t- Ryan would touch it and then bring it to her lips and, like, taste it. Yeah, or listen to it. Or listen to it. Mm-hmm. Bring it up to her ear. Mm-hmm. It's salty. It sounds, like, it sounds salty like tears. During that, the ghost, the woman in the painting is behind the realtor and snaps her neck. Awesome. Awesome. Ryan looks over and is like, realtor? Realtor's on the ground. She doesn't see the woman, but we notice the painting behind her has changed. And the woman in the painting now, instead of being sad and crying, is more like, ah! Yikes! You dead bitch! Which, by the way, why don't we see more of her? Like, why isn't she killing more? Because we see, well, we we find out later that it's it's her son is the crazy killer guy. Yeah, it's a younger version of her. It's super Norman Bates- um, style. Like, a lot of psycho-illusions. But well done for what it is. Absolutely, yeah. Ryan gets sucked into the painting mm-hmm. for Mitch and Teague to come up and find out that Ryan's gone and the realtor's dead. Right. So Teague's like, well, wh- we need backup. We need to get help. I want to say in the basement, they also find a dead body in, like, the freezer. They find the realtor. They do find the realtor. And, and they're like, oh, shit. And Mitch is like, get the cops. And Teague is like, hold on, we don't want to be the cops into this. Why? And, and Mitch is like, what the fuck do you mean? Get them over here. Ryan's missing. And then they turn around, and the realtor body disappears. Ah! Gone. But her sunglasses are, are her glasses are up on the thing, yes. like frozen. Awesome. Yes. The cold stuff never comes back into play. That's like no, a weird than, dangling. Well, the realtor is in the freezer, and there's ice everywhere around her, but that's the only thing yeah. besides the sunglasses and that one part in the wall, yeah. which they say they can't find an origin for, but it's on the same fucking point in the wall as it was with the, yeah. the French, the fake French and gullible husband. So, after that, Mitch is serious. We mm-hmm. can't find Ryan. 
I'm really concerned about her, which I think is fucking adorable, especially with like the the relationship we've been building over the course absolutely. of the show. Absolutely, absolutely. That he really cares about her, and Mitch is. So what's he gonna do? I mean, the only thing, well, the only thing Hasloff can do, he grabs himself not a lead pipe, mind you, but a crowbar, and just starts breaking shit. <laughs> and like screaming breaking for down Ryan. the walls, Ryan, for. Ryan, he's like, at one point, he's just like beating like a wardrobe, and it's like Ryan's Ryan's not in the wardrobe, first of all, and you breaking the wardrobe with a crowbar is not going to make her reappear. Well, this is a whole episode of Mitch breaking shit yeah. because earlier, when they first hear the scream and him and T go off to investigate, leaving the girls to be killed and sucked into the painting. There's a, a vase of flowers, a vase, I don't know why I called it a vase, um, and Mitch is just like behind the bar, he hears it, he jumps, and purposefully, like, he seems yes. like he just slams that against the wall. Smashes it. And at one point, he does grab something and just throws it against the wall, like, in frustration of, where the fuck is Ryan? It's ridiculous and awesome. So, Teague needs help, obviously, so I think right. they call... Well, you call in, oh, you could call in the Marines, you could call in the Coast Guard, you could call in a cops, you could call in that, that one cop, oh, but he died in the vampire episode. Yeah, sadly. Um, unfortunately. Uh, Frank, maybe Frank's available. Yeah. No, even better. Eddie Sebrian, even. Eddie Sebrian! He's in the credits, why not? Nope, we're gonna bring back Garland, the um, their detective partner from the first season. And one uh, third of Garland... What is that Garland his last name? Yeah, Garland, Garland McBride, and uh, Buchanan. Yeah. Could not remember Hasselhoff. Just, yeah. I wouldn't say Hasselhoff. <laughs> in my mind, it's all of it. Yeah. yeah. Har- Harmon Hasselhoff and Garland... <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome. They bring him back. It like, is. One third of the force is back. Like, hey, man, what's up? Yeah, I've been gone for a little bit because I got this new girlfriend. Also, he's looks... been taking up a lot of my time. He looks good. Like, he does he, look good. He looks a lot better this season. Like, In the he... first season, I've only seen parts of it. I remember him in a chicken costume in a fast mm-hmm. food restaurant ready to blow the face yeah. off of like petty criminals with a gun. Mm-hmm. And then I did see him murder someone on the top of a crane. Um, yeah. Straight up, just like loaded someone with lead. Yeah. So I know he's a killer. But he looks, he looks, he looks better in shape. He's, oh like, yeah, his, man. Ever since his, his hair like is all yeah, it's nice. Ever since he met that girl that's riding with him, he is cleaned up. Definitely, he Definitely. stopped this weird uh, hobby of night investigation with his. But man, when he was with the team, uh, they weren't investigating spooky mysteries. So he's really out of his depth. Why Teague decided to call him, I don't know. Yeah, but consequently, his girlfriend who comes along for the ride. Mm-hmm. And has a lot of screen time in this episode. She does. be a random character and character development is a little bit in tune with the psychic world. She is. They go inside the building and, and suddenly um, she's there. Um, no, wait, she, she was told to wait in the car right. to where she folded her arms like, a, hmm, I never get to go on these cases. <laughs> Teague leaves. <laughs> He's got to go do Done. shit. I got to go about dropping in a bitch. I'll be right back. So uh, they're just wandering around, and all of a sudden, they hear Ryan's voice. But it's not coming from Ryan. Mitch, would you listen to me? (laughs) It's coming from Garland's girlfriend, who is floating in the air and speaking with Ryan's voice. you got to find me. Mitch, bring me the blue pages. What? (laughs) Bring me the red pages, Mitch. Okay. I want to say the painting is weird now, too, right? Yeah. Because it's not just that woman anymore. Like, I want to say it's the dude and, like, his mother, but an yeah. older version? I think so. It's, it changes quite a bit throughout the app. She's possessed, talks about how they need to find her. She's inside something. Mitch takes that for the walls and starts breaking shit again. Oh, boy. Garland is a little bit 
freaked out because who wouldn't be when your girlfriend comes rolling in and is being floating around being possessed by Angie Harmon. She comes back. She comes back from the from the possession mm-hmm. and says, "Guys, um, your girlfriend is, I guess, inside the painting or whatever." In frustration, Mitch grabs the painting, starts wheeling it around, which it's, sends the whole room into like a weird yeah. psychedelic after image. Guys, um, so the Dutch angles in this episode, like, I mean, we've called them out before, but in this episode, it's like that. It's like they had a tripod that was just couldn't was just tilting over constantly. Like this episode is constantly on the move. <laughs> Whoa! Which works for this episode oh, yeah. in particular. Yeah. So after Mitch does that, he puts the painting back on the wall. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, it looks like when he just took it off the wall. Like it's almost a let's reverse the shot to get it back in there. Yeah. But then they all seem to kind of fall over. And at this point, we none of us were aware of what the hell was actually happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we d- eventually pieced together later is that when they did this, um, Garland's girlfriend, whose name I just don't know, um, she apparently went through the painting. Because there's a spot if you stand in the room and you touch the painting, then you go into the painting. Yeah. She, well, she talked about having to make a bridge to get into the painting, which yeah. they didn't really understand at first. And none of us who watched the show really understood what was going right. on. Ever. And I also want to say, before Mitch started swinging the painting around, it changed, and Angie was, like, running from the guy with a knife mm-hmm. in the painting. And that's what sent Mitch over to yeah. do that. But they all get sucked into the painting, right? Except Garland. No, I, no I'm pretty sure that uh, Garland's girlfriend is the only one that's sucked into the painting right now. For, yeah, because Mitch Because Hasselhoff is, like, second. wandering around later and eventually figures it out. So she gets sucked into the painting and gets stalked by this guy. Mm-hmm. Now, again, note, we've never seen this woman in the show ever before this. Right. But she has at least ten minutes of screen time in her to herself. Yeah. Where she's out smarting and running away from this guy. And this is a pretty good sequence. It it's, really is. It's kind of intense. I mean... Well, the entire ride of it, mm-hmm. because he shows up behind her, and she's like, who the hell are you? And he's like, I'm going to kill you. My mother says I have to kill you. Your mm-hmm. mom says what? I love that she tries to talk to me now. I was like, well, listen, um, listen, I'm a nice person. Like, I, you know, I, no, I think your mother is beautiful. You're absolutely right. I'm so sorry I didn't mention that earlier. I'm going to go, though. I'm double parked. I'm going to get out of here. He's like, I have to kill you now. Ah! Her being double parked was hilarious. Yes. Like, her trying to reason with the ghost. It was awesome. Because they do, she does admire a painting of, and we mm-hmm. find out that the young woman in the pictures is actually a younger version of his mother, mm-hmm. which is great, because I called that. Totally called it, but anyone could call that. So she goes running, and like, he stalks her. At one point, they have a little tussle as she he's trying to like stab her, and she throws him down the stairs, or like uses his yeah. momentum to throw him down the stairs, and he topples down. So she's at the top of the stairs, mind you. He's at the bottom, seemingly knocked out, knife beside him, out of his hands. What does she do, Brad? Um, well, what she doesn't do is either take the knife, knock the knife out of his hands, make sure he's dead, um, or anything. She kind of just like walks past him and uh, just kind of runs away. Yeah. Bad call. Super tense because you realize you think, oh, she's going to come down the stairs and as she's walking by, he'll grab the knife and like cut her to Achilles' heel or something. Definitely. She's like, done for. She's dead. Done for. So when she gets down to the bottom floor, she's walking away from him on the ground with the knife. And as she turns the corner, he's there with the knife standing up. Well, he does this weird thing where he kind of like pops up. Yeah. It's like super creepy and spooky. He just kind of, he like from a laying position, he just pops up like spooky style. Probably the most expensive effect in the entire Definitely. Um, Definitely. Show. So she starts running again. They go to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I think at one point he slices her arm and she goes, damn. <laughs> yes. Which is awesome. Yes. Um, Not like recoiling in horror or anything, just like a normal shock. Like, like, what the hell? Damn it! You stabbed me, bastards! Do hey, dude, put the knife away. Inappropriate. They're in the kitchen. He's still talking nonsense about mom's having me to kill you. She is savvy, mm-hmm. much more. I mean, turns on the gas again, the gas but stove. again, much like the, first, the other episode. Like the gas has been running for a second. 
Like, how did gases work in the Baywatch Nights universe? I don't know. I will say that the camera tends to focus on her midriff a lot mm-hmm. during the scene. She, she also has a tied-up shirt. Also has a tied-up shirt. So she, as she turns on the gas, we kind of start to see her midriff. But there's at least two other times where that goes yeah. back to her and it pans down. I don't understand. So as they're doing that, she notices there's like a, a dumbwaiter or something, like a hole in the wall. Not a dumbwaiter, I guess like a, a serving window. Yeah. She grabs the matches, jumps through the window. Uh, on the other side, she lights a match, lifts it up, the serving window, and he's there with a knife, and he's like, hey, I'm ready to kill you. She's like, bye. Throws the match in there, explosion. It's pretty awesome. It's badass. Super badass. Explosion happens. She opens up the window. Um, an explosion didn't happen. I, that what we yeah. got. That's impossible. That he would even be looking like that. He, that he just looks a little singed. He, he, yeah, it looks like Daffy Duck. <laughs> like he's just he's kind of his clothes are a little torn up and he's a little singed. He's got like smudges on him. Knife beside him again. She's like, all right, awesome. Slams it. I gotta go find these guys. Turns the corner. He's there. He's there magically. Ah! So she runs. She eventually runs into Hasselhoff. Because, yeah, there's a long period of time where Ryan is not in the episode. Which is disappointing for the last episode of Nights. Oh, yeah. But I, I'd like to think that they paced it that way so we'd be a little bit worried like they were going to kill her I or was something. genuinely worried. Like, I thought that they were, I thought maybe it was something like she'd get, like, another job or something. Because we hadn't seen her for so long. I was like, they just got rid of her, like, in the first ten minutes of the episode. And we're just not going to get her back. Another acting job. Not another, like, detective job. <laughs> she just disappeared right, and right, went right. to go help solve another case with Teague on the sly. Garland's girlfriend runs into Hasselhoff. Inside the painting house, which is right. weird that we have that distinction. Hasselhoff is like, what's going on? She's like, there's a crazy man following me with a knife. And the crazy man shows up. She runs, as she should. Mm-hmm. And Hasselhoff is like, dude, calm down. Take it slow. And he's like, I gotta kill her. I'm not supposed to kill you. Mom wants her dead. And he's like, well, maybe mom's a little crazy, dog. What's going on? And he starts swiping at Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff's like, whoa, whoa. And he can't find a pipe, so he doesn't know what to do in the right. situation. And he eventually starts backing up because a uh, knife guy is stabbing at him, mm-hmm. and he falls through a wall. Hasselhoff goes through the wall like a spooky ghost. Yeah. He, what, I thought it was another ghost protocol situation. Yeah, we were almost another ghost protocol. But at that point, Mitch falls through the wall yeah. and then falls on top of the bar in the first room of the uh, restaurant slash hotel because he was inside because he was inside the painting, Brad. Ah! How how is him? How is um, Garland not in the painting at this point? I don't know. Seriously, because later it seems to be that you have to stand in a certain place and someone has to touch the painting. Though I don't. Though that would make sense for Garland's girlfriend being there. But how did Hasselhoff end up there? I don't. Maybe he. I mean, he touched the painting and like rolled it around. Who I knows? Guess. So at that point, they have to find out how to get back into painting again because Garland's girlfriend and Angie are trapped in there, and mm-hmm. Mitch has to find Angie. Yeah. Um, so they're trying to figure that out. Meanwhile, I- uh, Garland's girlfriend finally runs into Angie Harmon, who's like hiding in a room. And I'm taking a deep breath. of like, okay, she's okay. It's all right. Yeah. I was scared. And they're running around trying to get away. The guy's chasing them. Antics are happening. They finally run into a room, and they find uh, the remains of Guy's mother. Yep. Straight up, like from Psycho, like yeah. skeleton inside of a dress, sitting on a bed, looking out the window. Eeks. Super creepy. So they're like, fuck, this is real. And he's outside the door. And he's like, how dare you go into mom's room? No one's allowed in there. <sighs> Meanwhile, Hasselhoff finally figures out how to get back into the painting world. <laughs> Garland touches the painting, closes his eyes, wishes really hard, and Mitch disappears because he's in the place where the girlfriend and Angie were. Whatever. Yeah. Again, like we, I love we brought Garland back for seemingly no reason. Like he's doing nothing. He's just kind of hanging out with his girlfriend. Dude, he's saying goodbye to the show and I the guess. fans. I mean, I, I'm glad to see him. But I'm super glad because I never really saw him in the first season. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see Eddie Severin and Donna since they're in the opening credits. But, oh, definitely. You know. You take what you can get. Part of me is really hoping for like a post-beach scene at nights where all the crew is there. Yeah. So 
Um, Mitch is in the painting again. Mm-hmm. Angie and Garland's girlfriend look at each other and wink like, we're going to scheme something. Yeah. So when the killer comes into the room, this crazy guy with a knife, mm-hmm. he's apologizing to his mom. Like, Mom, I know I'm not supposed to be in here. I know I'm going to get in trouble. But those those bitches came in here. And I don't want them, like, oh, defiling that's... your room. Oh, hey, that's right. Don't worry about it, son. That's okay. Mom? Yeah, that's me. It's certainly not Angie Harmon wearing your... Mo- okay, so do we realize this means... Angie Harmon stripped a, a corpse. corpse, put on the dress. It fit. Trust, definitely. Um, but and is then just sitting there. Like, how fucking creepy is that? That's a risk. That's a gamble. That is a hell of a gamble. But I mean, when you're inside a painting, I guess whatever. I mean, yeah, whatever goes. So he's like, "Mom, is that you? Why is your voice different?" I don't know what you're talking about, son. But I do know that you could sit in here and talk with me. He's like, Mom, I, I, I haven't been able to talk to you forever. Can I can I sit by you and talk with you? This is when it gets creepy and yeah. real. So Meanwhile, he, Garland's girlfriend is hiding under the bed. Yeah. With the knife like inches from her face. So he lays down by the bed and puts his head on Angie's lap. Mm-hmm. And Angie starts like stroking his hair and like rubbing his neck. And his reaction is a little bit too weird. Like, there's an odd kind of, like, yeah. sensual thing. Like, oh, Mom, that feels so good. Mom, I'm and sorry. Like, you know, sometimes I just get so angry. And I'm sorry I killed you, Mom. I'm sorry. What? It's just sometimes you held me so close. And you weren't there for me, Mom. And I need you to be there. And you weren't there when I needed you. And just like none of these women were there. I mean, and sure, I, I tried uh, to fill that void with other women. But they would always leave, too. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'd kill them. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Scary. And Angie's like playing along like, well, you know, it's you're here now talking to me. And now you can uh, rest. Now you can relax. Yeah, now that you've admitted what you've done, maybe you can pass on to the other side. Maybe give that a try. <laughs> vampires? I mean, uh, vampires? Go to the light? Go to the light? It's uh, Just relax. Relax. Just let it go. He drops the knife. Mm-hmm. Garland's girlfriend's under the bed watching this. Again, inches from it. She's like, oh, thank goodness. Um, doesn't grab the knife. Why this bitch doesn't grab the knife yeah, and like, throw it seriously. across the room or just grabs it? I have what no the idea. Fuck. Meanwhile, Hasselhoff is now back in the painting and he's going to try to stumble in and be a hero, I guess. Um, and I was like, oh, he's going to fuck this up. He's going to learn like, Angie, what are you wearing? No! <laughs> the whole house starts to shake. Right. As he releases himself from all the baggage, all of this like murder stuff, oh. Angie stays with him and Garland's girlfriend runs. And she's yes. like, Angie, she's like, go or something. She runs She runs into Hasselhoff as the house is shaking and he's like, what's up, what's up? And she's like, run, run, run. They pass back through the painting mm-hmm. and they're in the real world. Right. Angie's nowhere to be seen. Angie's not there. Angie is like trapped in like dude's mom's dress in the scary painting world. What the fuck? <laughs> well, it's, it's, it leads us to believe that maybe she helped him mm-hmm. be released from whatever curse he was right. in. But in doing that, she maybe got pulled through with him to wherever sure. he was going. Because it's no longer haunted. Right. This place is now going to be open for business in a few yeah. weeks. This place is clean. This place is clean. So Garland grabs his girlfriend like, don't you ever leave me again like that. I was worried about you. And Mitch is beside himself. Where the fuck is Angie? And where the fuck is Teague? So Mitch is on the verge of tears. Yeah. He is not. He is pretty shaken. Um, There's... A, like a, a change, mm-hmm. time passes, and Mitch is still in there looking yeah. for Angie. And Teague comes in and is like, Bitch, yeah, gotta let her go. And he looks at Teague and is like, She's not coming back, is she? Teague's like, No. 
<laughs> I believe you are correct, and she's not coming back. She is gone forever. Mitch can't handle this. Yeah, he's like he's on the verge of tears. He says, "Teague, don't you ever fucking call me again." Yes, for anything. That's right. And he's like, "Mitch, no, I'm done." Which really makes you wonder, like, I would love to see season three. Like, how do they get the team back together? How would they do it? At this point, Brad and I are like, fuck, they I, killed Angie Hartman. I was Brad was sad. pissed I'm off. I'm like, they're done. They fucking... I think you even said, fuck this show or something done. to that effect. Done. Cannot kill Angie Harmon. Um, so... And Hasselhoff's like, I, I loved her. Well, before that... As before he says Teague to get lost, uh-huh. Teague is behind Mitch, mm-hmm. about to say he's sorry, and he says, Mitch. And he puts his hand on Mitch's back, and Mitch goes, Ugh. like, it's a weird <laughs> kind of, like... It's a special I, moment. I, it's a special moment, but it's a weird release, and yeah. Hasselhoff is acting his heart out. You know, but just the weird, all like... All the chops. All Mitch. David Duchovny wishes he was yeah. David Hasselhoff. But the fact he said Mitch, and he puts his hand on his back, and Mitch is like, <laughs> just like this weird, yeah. like... On the verge is adorable, but he doesn't say anything. Not, not he's sorry, not like, yeah. it's all right, you got a friend. He just says, Mitch, waits, and is like, nah, don't worry about it. Like, in his mind, it's just yes. like, nah. So he starts to leave, and that's when Mitch breaks down and is like, Angie, if you're out there and you can hear me, I just want you to know that it was you. It was always you. It was always you. you. I loved you. I loved you. And that, my my heart sank, because I've oh. been wanting to know. I wanted that relationship to happen. And When's he going to say the magic words? When's he going to say them? He said them. And so. I'd like to think that's what brought her back through the mm, painting. Maybe. I love you, Angie Harmon. Oh, really? You, you love me? You love me? What? Where the fuck have you been, bitch? You just been <laughs> hiding out watching? What's going on? It was her and Teague's plan to get... Because oh. he was like, we're going to finally get him to admit his feelings to you. She's like, thank you. Teague's great. Teague, Teague and Donna are just big matchmakers. Yeah, like, they really are. They've been planning this whole so thing. So it was all planned. She was like behind there waiting. And like, yeah. it was just tearing her apart to just stand behind there is Mitch was just like all, like just so much in emotional turmoil like you know a pitcher can can say a thousand words mm. but sometimes there's just a couple of words you need to hear there are some words I love you three little words three little words say three little words, words say a thousand paintings <laughs> something like that <laughs> listen I, I, I it's, it's all about it's all about the uh, mathematical principles um a th- no a picture equals a thousand words but if those three words are I love you then it equals a thousand pictures yeah yeah yeah, yeah right yeah. it's very it's a complicated math system but you, but it works I mean, but it works it? out I mean carry the four like it works you love me Mitch turns around, dumbfounded. They embrace and full-on lip lock. Yes. Just like a, a nice tender kiss. Mm-hmm. I'm elated. Yes. I'm like, yes! Oh, it is. She's not dead, she's back! Um... Awesome, but then all of a sudden, straight up awesome. But then, of course, Hasselhoff got to. Oh yeah, then Hasselhoff's got to play shy brother. Well, she's also trying to because she's waited for him to say those words the entire like when they took the shower together. It was very. I'm sure it was awkward. Mm -hmm. Um, That drunken that night where she got drunk and like she got crazy. And the fact that, but she continually asks, mm-hmm. like almost begging for him to say it again. You yeah. love me? I mean, we haven't been on date or anything, and you love me? And he's like, what? Hmm? <laughs> what are you saying? I don't, I didn't like a little, mwah, mwah. what did you say? I don't know. What, She's what? like, well, you said you love me. Well, I didn't know. I said, I, 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 I would love it if you were still here. I think, it, yeah. I'd love it if you'd clean up my apartment. So. <laughs> I love you as anyone would love someone who. Yeah, I didn't. You're shh. Hoff, it's all right. It's all right. You're just, look, Hoff, you're, you're not doing better than Angie Harmon. No, I do love that T turns around and is like, yes, like he just nods his head. Ah, ah. So Angie's like, do you got? Do you, does this mean we're gonna start dating? Do you like want to go out to dinner or something? He's like, meh, meh. We'll, we'll play it by meh. We'll see. Meh. Get my hard to get meh. And Teague walks off into the shadows. Teague, like, but like in a Baywatch nights, like do 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 do. Did we see a shadow on the wall? And Teague leaves as mysteriously as he appeared. Mm. And 
Angie and Mitch have a little bit more banter back and forth, and it's oh, yeah. kind of decided, like, all right, she's got him. Yeah. She, she's got him. She's got, got his him. heart, Brad. Got him. She won that heart. They kiss again. Because she, she, I think she says something like, did you want to, like, kiss me again or something? And he's just like, whatever. And they're, like, kissing, and then, like, she he, like, looks off into the distance as Teague disappears, and, like, she cradles up again. Like, she puts his right. her head on his shoulder. Yeah. He holds her, and that's the scene that's we're frozen on. To Valhalla! To Valhalla. I would have given anything if on his lips he'd have been... Hey, hey, T. Valhalla's a state of mind, Mitch. And I think you're there. And that, and it fades off, and that's the best Indian nights we could have had, that's other it, than guys. Eddie and Donna being there, too. <laughs> Seriously. But I'd like to think, I wish they would have yeah, pan to a window. Off-screen. Yeah, like, pan to a window, and, like, it's, like, dusty, and they're, like, and they're right behind it, and they're, like, yeah, like, they're cleaning up the place for them to open nights, too, and there's, like, a sign outside that says that. Definitely. That would have been amazing. That, I mean, yeah. Well done, Baywatch Nights. Thank you for the ride. Nights will never be the same. My life will never be the same. Can't. The love that the Angie Harmon... Tinder love! And um, David Hasselhoff have. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think is a model for my of love going course, forward. Of course. Anyone's love. It's a model for humanity. We should all be so lucky. Going on adventures... And just, you know, falling into love, romance yes. like that. That's what that's what life's yes. about. That's what Nights is about. Alex, who won and who lost um, a thousand words? Angie Harmon won. Mm-hmm. First off, she played a ghost. Uh-huh. Best acting she's ever done in the whole fucking episode. True. She got her She got her man. Mm-hmm. Didn't get cut like any of the other Did women. not get cut. She was unscathed. I'm pretty sure she won. Or, Even though I'd like to think her and Mitch won together. Because mm-hmm. Mitch got to tear up a lot of shit. I think mm-hmm. as a couple, they win. Mm-hmm. But Mitch got to like, hit a lot of stuff. I'm sure there was a pipe at some point. Like mm-hmm. He got to he got to do a lot. Of, can we have a power couple win? Or what are your thoughts on this, Brad? I mean, I don't know. I mean, also, I think Garland's girlfriend really, like, she... Oh, she stole the show, like, I think. I, I mean, mean, she had like, a lot of screen time and did a lot of badassery. But, uh... If she had been on the team for all the rest of the mm-hmm. episodes, who yeah. knows how well, much... Like, what could have she had done with those dialogues? No, so what, so what is, like, what is like the, the couple name for uh, Mitch Buchanan and Ryan McBride? Hmm. They have such odd last names, I don't think you can. But you can in... McCannon? McCannon? McCannon, that works. McCannon. All right. McCannon so won. So McCannon won. Congratulations. Who lost? I would Garland? say the realtor... <laughs> Oh, the realtors all died, so yeah. I would have to say the one that disappeared and never came back would be the one that totally lost. Because yeah. at least the other one got a cool death and then Seriously. reappeared in the freezer and then disappeared. And her glasses like were there as like a later kind of yeah. kind of send off. I can go with that. Alright, maybe Garland lost. He didn't need to do let's anything. See, let's give it to he Garland. He came back to do nothing. He came back to just be like a hey I'm Garland, I'm back. And like the audience clap and he's just like, Hey, did you miss me? Here's my girlfriend. She's going to take over from here. Yeah, I it's think Gar- Garland. Garland lost. Garland Sorry, lost. Garland. Poor Garland. He got his girl back, though. I mean, True, true. But you get the possessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she definitely didn't lose. I mean, she's awesome. Yeah. Garland lost. Uh, McCannon won. There you All go. All right. Best dressed, worst dressed. This is going to be a little bit harder. <sighs> Angie Harmon did have a wardrobe change, and she did pull off that dress that her... She, I mean, and she, she looked good. And I think maybe the, the realtors... Like the realtor costume. In my mind, I was thinking about that white dress outfit Donna wore in the first episode. Yeah, like, you, let's you, give it back to her. Mm. Donna wins again for all of Baywatch nights with best dressed. But the realtor, you think the realtor really? I don't know. Second realtor, I think. I think this lady. What was Angie wearing? She was wearing her sweater combo. She's wearing, right? her, yeah, she's wearing kind of her regular like the the belly shirt that she's worn many episodes. Garland is wearing a suit. Like, he's coming correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gar- Garland is well-dressed. I, you, know, you know what? He may have lost the episode, but I think he might be the best-dressed. He was the best-dressed to lose. Best-dressed loser. 
Can we let's give it to Garland? Like, yeah, he, let's do it. It's his only episode in Knight's second season, and he looks sharp. Well done, Garland. Worst dress, I think maybe Angie Harmon wearing a dead old lady's scalp. Yeah, that's clothes. not a good. That's not a good call. Yeah. Reeking skeleton clothes. I think Angie Harmon was worst dressed. Yeah. <laughs> That is, wow, it was that easy. I didn't yeah. even realize. Yeah. Awesome. Thoughts, Brad? Like, what are your final thoughts on the last episode of Baywatch Night? It was a delight. Um, again, I don't think we mentioned um, when Angie Harmon pops up in a painting. Hilarious. Oh, yeah. Anytime the painting with anything is just ridiculous and awesome. And they didn't have to go there, but they did. Yeah. I, like, the way they spend their budget is amazing in Baywatch Night. It is, Nights. yeah. The effect shot of the dude coming off the ground, like, instantly, which we said... Mm-hmm. They didn't have to do that. No. But they must have spent thousands of dollars of their budget just to do that. And uh, shockingly, this is, does not take place in the warehouse. Yeah. Which is fascinating. That is pretty crazy. So, there, again, we've still got a few episodes of Nights to get through. And Nights will eternally live in our hearts. Absolutely. But, yeah, wonderful way to, to end... Indeed. ...an amazing season of television. Absolutely. There are many strange legends in the Amazon. Even I, Ramjack, have heard the legend of the man-fish... Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ram Jack. It's been a pleasure bringing you entertainment this holiday season, yes. and we will continue to do it even after All Hallows Eve. But have, have stay safe out there. Have all the fun with the costumes. Be careful with your candy. Be careful. Careful. Ration it. Careful. You don't have to finish it until after Thanksgiving. Guys, you have careful. like three weeks. It's cool. And always remember to check your candy for spiders. True, because they could be everywhere. They could be inside. They're in your car. They're in your house. They could be in your candy. If you see your candy like pulsating, just get out of that house. It's full of spiders. <laughs> Watch out. Tell us about your Halloween. Yeah. You can do that in so many ways. So many. One of our favorite is voicemail. Brad, how can they get in contact with us? You would call us at 206-339-5894. Yes, and I think we have some voicemails, right? We have some. Yes. Let's hear them. Welcome. As you relax now, let us explore these subtle energies. even more completely now. Noticing your breathing. Good. Terrifying. I found it relaxing. I found it terrifying. You're sleeping now. You're relaxed. Stop trying to hypnotize us through voicemail. It's not going to work. Nice try. You think that was a... Nice try, asshole. Hey, Trojan emails don't work on Ramjack. Yeah. It's not going to happen. I'm just glad Cedric doesn't have access to the the voicemail. (gasps) So glad. Because I don't know if I want to listen to that. It's my greatest fear. All right. Uh, We have more voicemails, though, right? We do. Ramjack, this is Alex, co-host of the show. I am driving uh, to meet someone for lunch, and I got stuck behind a car at a red light, which had a bumper sticker that said, Peace begins in the womb. I have no idea what they're supposed to be saying with that. That's it. It floored me. It's causing me to think, and I wonder what we can derive from this as, as, a, as a podcasting crew. Thanks, Blake. Yikes. Peace, Brad, begins in the womb. Um, no. Peace begins in the womb, man. No. What kind of peace are they talking about? As opposed to what? Like, what are, the war, are there wars happening in wombs? It's a baby. Brad, do you have an answer to where peace begins? Where um, does peace begin? Uh, peace is an, as, as a uh, philosophical abstract. Where does that start? Um, the philosophical because I don't hear abstract. you offering uh, an alternative. 
at the negotiation table, um, and the, uh, in the not bullets, um... In the not bullets. Between the not bullets. Yeah. It sure as hell doesn't begin on a satellite that's supposed to, uh, orbit the planet with a cannon on it. Definitely not. I mean, peace begins in the womb? What the fuck is that supposed to mean? I'm assuming it's supposed to mean an anti-abortion thing, where it's like, peace begins in the womb. So, wait, Hey, let's stop all the genocide against babies. So, if you have an abortion, then you're, like, Mm anti-peace? Mm-hmm. That's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. Or is it the stupidest thing you've ever heard? Because it's fucking crazy. What do you mean? That doesn't make any sense. That makes no sense. I'm super for peace. Which means, um, don't have abortions? Hey, before you cast a stone at someone and say, get off my property or give me your oil, how about you stop and think for a second? Because peace begins in the room, dog. Listen, so you're against this, you're against these wars. You think this war in Iraq and Afghanistan was dumb. But how do you feel about abortion? Um. Huh? Wait, so the idea that women should have, like, autonomy over their bodies and... You can't tell them what to do with their body. What? Listen. Fuck bodily rights. It's about peace. I'm going to tell a woman how to use her fucking body. She doesn't own it. It's a vessel for a small monster child. You better fucking deal with it. I care about peace. Why is it a monster child? I'm only doing... Shut your fucking mouth. Don't you care about peace? If you don't let cells grow into a human inside another human, then you hate peace. Hmm. Really? Because that sounds like an invasion force. Like, there's another human taking up residence inside of a human. That's not peaceful. Dude, peace begins in the womb. That's the opposite of peace. That's an invasion. Peace begins in the womb. When sperm and egg come together and talk, or one of them burrows into another one. You know what? It's weird. Yeah, invasions. Invasions. Peace begins in the womb. Invasions begin in the womb. They're coming. What else we got here? Let's Let's hit another voicemail. Paul, it's called the freezer room. Paul, you can't call on the freezer room and not... I mean, I, I just assumed it was cold. Yeah, it's gotta be cold. Come on. Hey, I'm in the freezer room. You're bundled up, buddy. Get that scarf yeah. on there. Maybe you just forgot what a freezer room you, was. I think somebody's forgotten what side October Road they came from. That is true. Very true. What, make sure you have mittens, Paul? Mm-hmm. I'm worried about you getting frostbite in that mm-hmm. freezer room without mittens on. Maybe get some, you know, get some of those little hot hands little things. Those oh, little yeah, those little hot hand pouches. Trust, those things have saved me a couple of nights this month. Paul, get a scarf, get your jacket. Mm-hmm. Maybe get some long underwear, dog. Mm-hmm. You're in the freezer room. Yeah. We're worried about you. They Bundle call, up. They call it freezer room for, for a reason. Think on it. Think on it. Think on it. Cap your order at your earliest convenience. Thank you for shopping at Sears. Well, you're welcome, Sears lady. I didn't shop at Sears. I didn't either. You think Ced- at Sears. You Cedric buying stuff at Cedric, Sears? Cedric, what did you buy from Sears? Don't you realize Cedric. Sears is barely even a company? Cedric! He's still making his way up from he's, the back. He's, he'll be here in a while. We'll, we'll give a, we're going to give him a stern talk to everyone. We're going to sit him down and take away his Sears credit card, which apparently he has. Oh, boy. Guys, we appreciate the voicemails. Keep them coming. Indeed. How else can they get in contact with the show, Brad? So many ways, guys. You can email us, ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter, at ramjackpodcast. Find us on the internet. Presently, we're at curiosityabounds.com slash ramjack. Hurrah! Hooray! Facebook group? Yes. You can wait on my Facebook group. Get in the party. Go to iTunes, leave us five-star reviews. 
Absolutely. Um, if you want to complain about Inland Empire, go fuck yourself because you're just going to get blocked. So just calm the fuck down. Maybe plans to watch that soon. We might we, we might just might just do a little commentary. So get ready for fun. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Yours is more terrifying because it sounds like bees are coming. Exactly. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Which could also easily segue to copperheads. Right. Happy holidays. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> They're all over me. They're everywhere. Bees are everywhere, spiders are everywhere, copperheads are everywhere. Yikes. Just stay inside for Halloween. Just stay inside, guys. Be, be safe. Be safe. Bees. <laughs> safe. Guys, this is the last local Ramjack recording session. From here on out, it's, we're going to be Skyping it up. Hereafter, we're going to go national with the podcast, right? Yes. We're branching out. Branching out. I'll be in Orlando. Alex will be holding up here in Covington. Jonathan will still be Skyping from uh, bringing it from, the, it windy from the Windy City. It's going to be bonkers. Chi-Town, Lando, Cincy. The, the, three, the three corners of the country. <laughs> we three don't, points on the map of the United States. We don't, we don't count anything farther. Peninsula, Lakeside, Riverside. Mm. Ramp Jack will have it covered. Got them all. We do need someone in the mountains, and we do need we, someone on the We need ocean. some mountain folk. We need some mountain folk and an ocean folk. Aquaman, get at us. What Hawkman get at us as well. Mm. Like. Hawkman and Aquaman, we're recruiting. Please join us. Can't wait. It'll be fun times, man. Definitely. Absolutely. Guys, just remember, when you truly, truly love someone, and they're trapped in a painting world, and you never think you'll see them again, just remember that maybe, just maybe, magic can happen. Once in a be chocolatey. I, I don't understand. It's weird. You people are weird. I want a vampire child. No, alright? It's weird. I want Haley Joel Osment to be a vampire robot. The fuck he say? I, I don't know, Ken. I think you and me could raise a child together. But they won't let monsters adopt in Transylvania. Fuck you, Vladimir Putin. Listen, I've got the milk right here and it's mine. It's not going anywhere. Sharing's for assholes. I heard that chocolate vampires are lactose intolerant. I heard werewolves are full of bullshit. Fuck you, Booberry. Fuck you, bitch. Going to Napa. Bitch? Both of you be quiet. I'm trying to seduce the milk. It's making eyes at me. That's the uh, missing persons ad on the side of the carton count. That's weird. That person's probably already dead. You're making eyes at a corpse. That person's you, mummy. Oh, fuck. How long have you been down in the basement? I didn't know anyone was looking for me. How do y'all know it's not me? I, I could be, people could be looking for me, I'm dead. I'm pretty sure it's not you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not you too. Someone could be looking for me. A lot of people miss me. I've broken a lot of hearts in my day. That might be how I died. Not saying anything. I thought you got hit by a bus. Shut the fuck up, Frank. Yes, he was in that intersection. You were running across it like an idiot. Never, you never, you just run right through things, you know? Listen. It's almost fitting you're a ghost. It's I was, I was in a hurry, y'all. What were you in a hurry for? 
I was trying to get Bowie tickets. David Bowie? That's right. That you know that was a good. He should have ran a little bit faster, maybe. Maybe if you drank less milk, you would have. You know, you know what, Count? Why don't you go fuck yourself? Why don't you just go and fuck yourself? Oh, oh I'm just trying to be a friend. We don't need the. Oh yeah, great friend, great friend. Hey, why don't you? Why don't you just? Hey, you know when you died? Well, yeah, you did it wrong. Well, fuck off. All right, you're a chocolate vampire. I still don't even know what the fuck that is. What are you the count of? He's got a point, Count. That's kind of weird. Whatever. 